Hi, my name is Ken Schrader, and you're listening to On The Hammer Podcast. My name is Michael Fing, the driver of the 38T, and you're listening to On The Hammer Podcast. Hey, this is T-Dub, and you're watching On The Hammer Podcast. Hi, I'm Terry Phillips, and you're listening to On The Hammer Podcast. Hi, this is Kyle Larson, and you're listening to On The Hammer Podcast. Welcome back to episode two on the Hammer Podcast. With me, as always, Brent Curran, Joe Peterson. I am Ryan DeForest. Today is a big day. We finally got our fourth co-host. Dylan is with us. But before we get into him, we've got a lot of shit happened uh, since we talked last. We got Vegas, Jamie Little, Knoxville Dirt Race, Cup Champions happened. Tyler Carpenter's got a reptile problem. Um, all kinds of other stuff. But uh, before all that, I want to give a shout out to um, Ethan on the Turn Left podcast. He said a lot of cool things about us. Really appreciate everything Helped he said. Yeah, we. He was pretty humble about it when we talked. When I saw him on his podcast and uh, talking like he didn't really help us at all, but he basically helped us get our foot in the door with all the equipment that we got. Everything. Shout outs. Shout outs. Yeah. Everything. And so. He's a really cool dude, and I appreciate everything he says. He's got some really cool content. So everybody who's listening to us, go check him out. Everybody who's listening to him better have already checked us out. Um, he did say a little something, kind of called us out on uh, how we're not going to have much to talk about on the off season. But guess what, buddy? It is the off season, so we're going to get juicy on some things. Um, another shout out: we are global now. Australia is uh, tuning into on the hammer. Shout out to the Ludlow family. Ben, Brad, and Ryan, been friends of mine for 20 years now. In fact, right about this time. And uh, also in Queensland, Australia, Randall Fuel, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate everything. Uh, without further ado, Dylan Schreiner. What's up, boys? Tell them where you're from. From Originally from Southern California. Grew up racing street stocks, working on my dad's uh, late model asphalt stuff for a long time. Uh, worked at short track race cars for a couple years after high school. Built asphalt modifieds and then... Uh, Got in the Air Force, got stationed up here, decided that asphalt racing was kind of lame, and we, we went dirt racing, got a sport mod, mm-hmm. um, did that for a year, ran fairly well in it, and then sold that, got a wild hair at my ass, and decided I was going to get an A-Mod, and we ran an A-Mod last year, and now we got a new, to me, car, and we're going to hit it hard 2021. That's cool. So what, are you, what are you running right now? What, uh, what chassis are we working We on? got a Victory Circle. Very cool, very cool. Pretty consistent out here in California, so yeah, seems to be a hot trend. They've really come a long way since, you know, as far as I can remember. But basically, if you don't have a victory circle, you're slow, right? Race one or chase one. Shoot. <laughs> oh, man. There's your plug, There's your plug Chris. Um, so, guys, since, uh, like I said, since we last talked, obviously Vegas happened. Um, our two boys here, Brent and Joe, were firsthand uh, there Racing for it. Yo, how did, wait, Joe, how did our picks do, though? Uh, pretty bad. Mine pretty, did all right. Pretty freaking bad. Okay, I so I went. Okay, let's go stock car. I went. I went, went Jordan Grabowski. Grabowski. You went Grabowski. You had uh, Ursetta in A mod. Oh yeah, Ursetta. Ursetta. He didn't. He didn't he make didn't the. Make he the didn't show. make the show. And then who'd you have in sport mod? And then mod? sport mod, I went. Cody <laughs> I went Thompson, down. didn't you? No. Yeah, you went Cody Thompson in sport mod because yeah, you Michael. Johnson. That's right. I did. I did go Cody. Cody Thompson. 
And did he win it? No. 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 Obviously not. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> wait, wait, did Mike? Who, Shout also, out who did you go with then? I had in in stock car, my guy I didn't or no. I think Ziegenbergen. Ziegenbergen. I don't even remember. I, I don't think, think he, he made the show. I don't think he made the show. And he then, struggled. I was listening for him. And then you can't miss that name. Yeah, that's um, true. And then in sport mod, I had Logue, and he got second. Yep. So he did pretty good. And then in a mod, I had who did I pick? You had Laney. Laney, and he got second. Yeah. So I was out in to my wild garden made it in both i think yeah. except for a mod because he didn't even show up justin o'brien didn't show up i was out to lunch on everything i had michael, <laughs> i had michael johnson i thought he was great he still is good but he struggled big time very much looked human for once in vegas um who did i pick in a mod terry phillips where are you at buddy tp, TP what the hell week. went on and um and then in stock car i had uh sobbing which he he, 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 he played he, a yeah. late race role. He got up there, but it was uh, off picks. And I, I think, think we, we all, a couple apologies. I think we all missed big time, big time on uh, Bloomer and Zane DeVilbis. So, yo, if Zane, I if just you're want watching, to be on bro, the record, I'm, I'm my sorry. buddy Joe here <laughs> ran your name through the dirt. Said your, well, uh, well. your cars suck. You're garbage. You can't build shit. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. Joe, what, what, where did we go wrong here? First of all, um, where did we go wrong? Well, I'm, I don't know. I went. It was all bad from the beginning, but um, no, his cars out there actually did very, yeah. very, very good. There was actually a lot of Davumas chassis. I was, yeah. I was surprised and, and stuff like that when I was stock car win. Yeah, and it, dominant, his, dominant his, his was just on the money from the start dominant. of the weekend. Yeah, I mean, just out. Um, he should have made he should have made the show um i believe it was the second night or first second night when he kind of spun on his own a little bit but i um, think he popped the left tire which i didn't agree with yeah those calls so either so yeah. i was kind of un- not clear on what that so they were talking about there's a rule thing going on with okay the left so front it tire. was left front tire was allowed until there was a caution mm. if you got a caution with a left front tire flat then they black flagged you Wow, which I didn't understand. So what the if he hell was leading, so if he was I, leading yeah, the I deal, with that rule, either allow you to run it or don't. And then the other big controversy was once the leader crossed the white flag and they had a yellow after the race was called, it was over. Yeah, they did but a lot of that. They reverted back for that race, and Zane didn't get to finish. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's so like very basically, inconsistent. So basically, yeah. if he had the left front flat, and then the caution came out for anything not pertaining to his flat he gets black flagged because the race stopped type of thing. As soon as the yellow flag came out, anybody with a, a flat, flat tired is... left front, which I've everywhere else. I've always heard left fronts. They can care less. About. Yeah. Right. I mean, I it mean, does the dude, least. there's that video floating around Facebook, a dude driving around some racetrack with no, no, left no front wheel. Yeah. Yeah. That was at and, Marshalltown. Yeah. And then recently at Petaluma for one of the tri-state races, uh, what's his name? Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, Ol- Ol- Jeff Ol- I'll let you say it. Yeah. Jeff. So good at oh, it. Oshaska? Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, bud. We do it every time. (laughs) Yeah. But he he ran, he won that heat race Mm -hmm. or whatever with nothing. Like the spindle was exactly that. Yeah. I I just, I don't know where I stand on that. But I guess the only logical thing I can think about it, and that's just trying to make sense of it, is when you're under yellow, if that wheel's digging into the track and tearing the track up. Or something. Then maybe, maybe, yeah. I don't know. That's the only thing that I can sit on and try to make sense of. I mean, also, is it like, is it something that leans towards a safety problem at a place like Vegas not where you're left going front, so though. much faster? Yeah, and that, yeah, that's another thing, I too. Mean, I'll probably that, be thinking about. Yeah, 
I don't. Because I, I would it. think on a bigger racetrack, you're carrying more speed to keep the left front off the ground. But I mean, it's just all setup dependent too. Because like we with the IMCA stuff now, you can chain the left front. So a lot of guys are carrying the left front damn near under yellow. Like you watch some of the guys like even heating the tires and stuff. Their left fronts oh, yeah. are already off oh, the yeah. ground. So it, it's all setup. Or even dependent. a short shaft, you do mm-hmm. it in the yeah. sport mods and stuff too. So. Yeah. yeah, we're not supposed to talk about that because I'm pretty sure it's illegal. What? You short can run shaft? a short shaft. Yeah. Really? You just can't run a chain. Yeah, mm. I don't think short shafts are illegal. Shout out Brett Root and Super Dave, I guess. You <laughs> <laughs> Somebody will be commenting on that. We're going to get some heat. And they're gonna where's, our, wrong, but where's our resident like cheating police? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Robbie Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, Robbie, Robbie where you at, bud? Uh, we need, we need no, to but um, getting to the point, though, like I said, um, Bloomer, honestly, Bloomer shocked me. He was he, he was good. He was good. He was really good. He was good for somebody who leaves the racetrack and goes gambles in between his freaking <laughs> like heat. Like we could not be like, bothered by us peasant IMC. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like I I went who I went you? over I went over to Zane and I'm like I'm trying to look for the dude cuz I just want to like I just want to talk to him or at least get a photo with him. And I hear this man's like leaving the racetrack to go gamble and stuff like that. Question. Do you think he leaves in his fire suit or does he change then go to the casino i don't know i heard he just hops in the rental car and he just like he just like takes off so um he was almost i think he was almost late for one of his style from when yeah (laughs) he was almost late for one of his one of his b mains and i think you guys did say he was late for like his legends race as well like he he, like rolled onto the track like a lap down or something or whatever yeah so and i I was i was very impressed with how he drove it and I, i was telling my dad i don't know if it's because i've watched him race um, a late model for so long and seeing how he drives and the mm-hmm. lines he picks. But uh, to me, I thought he just looked so much more looked aggressive fluid. Yeah, like, than everybody else. And the way he raced looked different than guys like Dodson or Laney. He was so smooth. He was, like, dude. Like, like was, I was weird. Like, he was, yeah. Just to and follow up, just, there is nothing about a short shaft shock in the rules. Thank you, fact checks. We, we've got Brent's little brother in here doing our fact check, guys. So we're, we're getting bigger and bigger show. pieces to this puzzle. No, that is a podcast but yeah, like as year. Dylan was saying, like he was, it was, he was smooth. Only thing that Zane and I, I kind of personally like seen too, as Zane talked about is he had to put that, that into Bloomquist's head that dude, like you're not racing a hundred lappers. Like these are sprints, not marathons. Yeah, you got to go. Yeah. You got to go. And we've seen that when he started kind of in the back. From fifteenth, yeah. and he was able to make his way up. Yeah, he to was eighth. definitely. But let's just cars. think, like, let's see if Bloomer had to press the issue, like, you know, when it was lap three or something like that, with well, with twenty laps to go. Like, and I honestly you know what I mean? think he probably could have did it because there was just something too about the fluidity of his laps, the way the he way, would get by cars. And I mean, and so, would, yes, everybody, you watch the guys blowing over the cushion, and they'd lose so much momentum. But the way he would blow over a cushion, he never fell off. Yeah, it was like a ballet dance. Yeah, it was very impressive, and I was, I was like, wow, this dude is playing chess while we're playing checkers. It was, it was pretty, pretty rad. The only thing like I can even compare that to is like coming from asphalt to dirt. You have to remember that you're, you're not saving tires. You're Mm -hmm. not doing any of that. Like, so someone coming from like a dirt late model background with like a hundred lap, you know, hundred lap main events, you got like with the modified stuff, you got to go. It's a sprint. Yeah, green flag drops. You got to go. You you don't have yeah. time to to mess around. Like you don't want to tear up your stuff one lap into a main event. Yeah, but, I think it yeah. just kind of depends on where you're racing too. There's a lot of like endurance in the thing and just keeping your car together. Yeah, for sure. And but, you got <laughs> you got to remember too, like and kind of um, um, Chet was talking to me and also with um, Bill Bowers is like 
for our guys, I hate to say it, but for our guys, especially like kind of in California, when when we go to shows, primarily Vegas is kind of the big one for everybody here on the West Coast. It sucks to say, but like our California guys go there and really play catch up. Um, we don't obviously we don't really get to race on nothing or we don't actually yeah. at all get to race on anything like, you know, that big or or fast or whatever versus these guys who are racing, you know, Midwest or, you it's know, true. stuff. It's kind of. But um, I mean, we were very. We were competitive, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, California, what, what was yeah, the number? 193 look, drivers. Yeah. Obviously, I think Cali. going into that race every year. I believe I think it, we're always we're always well rep- yeah we're always represented as the announcers were saying. I think it's saying. the it's quantity not quality though yeah. because like you look at okay yeah. for example you, you like see when it's Cor- main event like, time um, guys- Cody Laney and Ethan Dotson they're traveling all the time yeah. they're going back yeah. east and running in the Midwest yes they're representing California but, but I would where say are they yeah, yeah sure exactly and like, uh, Troy's the only one that ran good and pretty much stays in California true true Bobby. Um, Hogan, yeah, Bobby Ho- yeah. ran okay. I mean, he was kind of flying under the radar just because he wasn't in his yeah. red number because he two couldn't car. see the bright red. Yeah, car. yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it was weird. Like even people were asking me, like when I was like, "Oh my Where's god, Bobby, Bobby, Bobby!" Like, bro, like Bobby's right here. Like nobody knew. Like yeah. you know, some people didn't even know Bobby was even there. So what's and, the know, what's the deal? You guys think he's he's making the jump to rage? Uh, I you think, think Ho- I think Hogue's team rage. I think he's getting away. A lot of people are getting away from GRTs. I think Bobby's gonna be. That's gonna be a big blow as far as GRTs California like setup is i mean that's the guy over here right, right. he's and, our terry Phillips, and so. i we we've said that's i believe don't quote me on this i believe this is third race in that car right two yeah. at Bay, i mean two at merced and yeah. then two at, yeah and yeah, then the first time i saw it was merced so. okay so two at merced and then vegas the yeah, the, court, the four nights that we've seen paul's i car? believe it belongs to paul guliamoni and so so but what previous, happened with joe uh i don't think there's anything that really happened there i mean just Bobby's been, he, that's Joe's car. The two car was Joe's car, right? Yeah. Hogue and, and uh, Joe Glade have been working together for like we, we may sound like I mean, morons here, and we probably yeah. don't know much, but no, well, I think I, Bobby, from the outside looking in. Hogue Bobby and Glade drove, have been working forever, and they have driven other stuff. Like There's been times when they've been caught in a bind, or they didn't like something that was brand new that, you know... Like we've, like we've talked about GRT stuff, some of the new cars have had problems. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, Joe usually he's forever he's been the California GRT dealer. I mean, he is he is our main GRT guy. Yeah. yeah. Um there have been times when they were not happy with some of the brand new stuff, so they've gone and bought older cars. You remember his white car that he was yeah. driving around? That that was something older that just he fit better. And they've done that forever over the years. And then uh he's been really tight with Paul Guglielmoni over the over the past his late models, five yeah, I would say he dri- he's driven like, his late models. And Paul, did, Paul did pretty. I would yeah. say he did pretty good in Vegas too. As, the, also as well. Bobby's late model stuff went away, he really him and Paul got pretty close and been racing a lot of his late model stuff. So at times you'll see Bobby driving the twenty eight G every now and then or all that stuff. So I wouldn't read too much into that. I would just think, you know, Joe's getting older. He's a good friend of mine. So. There very well could be. I don't and, really care what you run anymore. Kind of looking yeah. at it, looking at like the last, what, I want to say maybe two years, we haven't really seen like Bobby like be as dominant, like as. I don't know. I think as I we've probably seen previous years as as when he read, when he showed up to the racetrack, you kind of looked as like, 
like, damn, I think we might be racing for second place. That's well, pretty yeah. sad to say, though, because Bobby's still winning, like, consistently. Yeah, and, so and, to say that he's not guess, dominating like he was before is crazy. I guess what Joe's crazy. saying there is like not... Like the Pettit show. Not as yeah. dominant, where, night, like, when, you, when, you, when he rolls in and you say, oh, there's the winner, so I guess we're racing for second. Now we might not say that, but now, he's still, it, he's, now still, he's becoming more lethal, where it's like, okay, five laps to go. Where the hell did he come from? Yeah. Like, Pettit show. Yeah. I mean, he's always been laps, like that, though. You know? He's been one of those guys that you don't watch at the beginning of the race because you're yeah. watching the front, and all of a sudden, boom, there's Bobby Hogue. And but to- Bobby's racecraft is second to none. That guy will oh, stalk yeah. you for so long and then pick you apart. He's yeah. the my dad said it before. He's about the only one that consistently can make a bad situation good. Yeah. He'll pass cars. He'll mm-hmm. find a way to get to the front. I yeah. watched a late there's- model race with him and Poppenhausen at Antioch. They were like the only two like good cars there yeah and uh, Hogue okay my dad was probably there <laughs> I, this was recent i don't think so um dude hogue jumped the wall knocked the billboard down never lifted I and still that. passed poppenhausen going down the back so there stretch. there's two people right there that you know in our little race team with my dad and our buddies and shit we've talked numerous times about how the hell do two individuals that you just named Poppenhausen and Hogue can are two guys who can knock the fence down lap after lap and nothing breaks. What the hell do they have? I don't understand. I don't get it. I've watched those guys. You can ask Kyle Larson too. He absolutely does it a lot. Yeah, wear things out, <laughs> and the car still goes fast. I don't understand stuff that you know, like even in the modified stuff. I've watched him bang the front wheels off the wall or make contact. And Poppenhausen's not. You know. Is he still racing? Like I haven't. Uh, I know Decker, Decker went back east. Yeah, he Jeff moved to North Carolina. And he's Carolina. been he's been a pretty good shoe. And I haven't kept. He's up got a crate late model. Yeah, he's like a six oh four. He, 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 he went model. back to North Carolina. It is something. an XR one though. Oh, rocket! Yeah, yeah, so yeah, that's a good piece for sure. Yeah. Um, but back to Vegas. I mean, obviously, congrats to Zane Devilbus on that stock car win. Uh, RTJ was pretty freaking lights out all weekend. Right? I mean, is he able to lose? I don't know. I don't. I We're about so to find well. out when this late model season gets underway. So, well, it's I, on a modified side of things, is that guy capable of losing? I just don't like that guy. Is a threat, not even just a threat. That guy, like when he rolls in, you're like, unless he crashes, breaks, or blows up, that guy, you're I'm gonna have to try to beat him. Somehow. I'm convinced he like he walks up to the pill draw table too, and IMCA is like, hey, Mr. Ricky Thornton, what pill would you yeah, like today? Do you want the one? Because he's always on the freaking front row. Every, I dude, like you should have heard time. the like the 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 well, it was kind of fifty fifty, but the the booze and the cheers when he freaking pulled, I believe it was a two, for um, I would say he's probably similar to that Kyle Bush like. You either love him or you hate him. Yeah. 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 There is no in between. Like, I think everybody has the respect, but as a driver, I think you either love him or you hate him. But it's yeah. weird because, like, when I see him in a late model, like me and Joe have talked about a hundred times, we love seeing him go run up front in a late model because it's like one of our own going yeah, around it's the big one of, Yeah. But when he comes yeah. back down, it feels like he's cherry Same picking. Same thing with, like, Strickler <laughs> and stuff like yeah, that. We like, see, sure. we like seeing those modified guys run good. I think it's more so to me with, with RTJ because he – he really was like yeah. a nobody. Exactly, like, yeah. Like the dude grew up like you know. two and a half hours from me in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. You know, and like, I mean, just I feel like that's where all the shoes come from. Oh, the yeah. places you least expect mm-hmm. are where they come from. 
Like we we hear about guys coming from like North Dakota and some shack out in the middle of nowhere <laughs> and stuff like that. It's the, the only thing you have to do is drive cars. Yeah, there's nothing but else to do out there. I guess look at Dale Earnhardt. Look at Jason oh. Walla, dude, national champion. He's yeah. out in the middle of nowhere, in North Dakota. <laughs> like, that, I feel like that's like a common thing. Yeah, I, I guess to me it's like where where is his ceiling? Like, do you guys see? So you see all the push for like every open wheel sprint car midget guy who's winning everything and and i guess compare it to like a kyle larson where everybody's trying to see where he he finishes off type of thing yeah in cup or in nascar or what's the next step I think and so is is late models really like the next step or is it just another thing so, he hasn't quite done because we've seen him win and everything but are we still looking for him to put together something like a a touring series late model championship or is there I personally, I don't see why, I don't see why already even, even I would say I would consider him part time, you know, with with the late model, and you've seen him jump into, you know, obviously how they have crown jewels and Mm. win some of those. Like obviously, look at the Pittsburgh 100. Nobody thought, or for my opinion, I didn't think that he would come from. I think he was like 12th, you know what I mean? And ended up winning the Pittsburgh 100, and that's kind of like something a, a big crown jewel race itself. You know what I mean? Coming, seeing him win races like that, twenty thousands at um, at motor at Jackson Motorplex and stuff like that. I mean, yeah, he's had some like he's, really yeah. really impressive runs. And like, you know, I Ricky's good enough. Like, if you got on the front row of a late model main, like you're gonna have to run him down. Like you're gonna have to beat him. But I would have never like in a first year, second year, part time late model deal. I would have never expected him to come from tenth or twelfth. Exactly. That's there. That that's impressive like to me that's more impressive than him winning you know any imca race or whatever to go start 12th and track down some of the best late model dudes in the country and win and then you kind of look at it as a guy who was previously in your ride like for example hudson o'neill when he when he was you know kind of took from hudson o'neill when hudson had his injury hudson never ran modified or nothing he the the dude came out of crates you know obviously we know his dad don o'neill a hall of famer from crates and to going straight into supers and it's like you know hudson hudson was able to to do his thing he did good but after ricky got that ride and just to see like the races that he won you know what i mean you kind of look at it as like damn like okay maybe it is a driver or something like that yeah. you know what i mean you see the talent there like you see how good he is i think him going full-time I think these late model guys are in for trouble. Yeah, I mean, I mean it be... just seems like he needs that next challenge, right? You, it yeah. just seems like this stuff is getting too easy. You know, it's I mean he just won two in a row in central Arizona this mm-hmm. weekend. So. You can see it in there. Like even Cody Thompson, he won two in a row and, and how there's much another he wins. guy like and when it is just his? his like oh how how would you say it? His body gesture and stuff like that after they win. Like I would be stupid doped beyond belief like it's, and it's like day. they knew it like, even, like yeah. and they just get out of the car like it's, like it's, it's another their day. job yeah. yeah they just walked out of the office they clocked out for the day and now yeah. they're going home yeah that's exactly and it's too it's like it's also when he's racing these late mile races let's let's remember too these are tracks this man has never seen before mm-hmm. you know what i mean these Very guys true. these guys that do this nationally every single year in and year out consistently at least you have notes they have notes of what you know how this track's going to do how it's going to turn black or is there moisture that's going to come back into the track you know he 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 doesn't you know maybe the team does possibly i i don't i don't know that but I'm as sure a dri- team's got notes yeah but well, as as a driver you know what i mean that's that's hard like you know what i mean i'm not a racer myself obviously i can't i can't speak on that side but 
I mean, it's, it's the more you, from like my standpoint and everything, I can give my feedback. It's the more you like get into your head. It's mostly a head game. When you show up at a racetrack and you're like, oh, dang, I've never been here before. And you start playing mind games with yourself. When you just go out there and just say, hey, it's just another dirt track and I need to figure out how I'm going to get around this place the fastest I can, then it ends up being second nature. It's like riding a bike. And it's, I almost sometimes I almost do better at a track I've never been to because yeah. I have like kind of no, no expectation. expectation. So like I get to a track and I'm just like, okay, let's just go out there and just drive it and see what happens. When I go to Antioch, a track that I've done, I don't know how many laps. Your expectations are high. I start struggling. I start chasing yeah. the setup. I'm starting. Well, you know, the car's not perfect. We'll do this, do that. All of a sudden, I'm out in left field, and like I can't even catch the guys that I've been beating week in and week out. Well, I think that's what we've talked about before. Is like, like I said with Boone, for me, when I went to Boone, me and my dad had long conversation on the way there, just to not have any expect or expectations. Go out there, learn as much as I can, because. Those those are the best of the best in our mind. You go back there, and that's your racing that's with the, the best. Those are the best yeah, IMCA so, guys yeah, in so any division, period. Just get your notebook out. Learn as much as you can. Soak it all in. And I end up having a really good run. Like, it wasn't – I thought I could have done better. If I can go back, there's a lot of things that I would have done different. But um, at the end of the day, it's those races. And then I come back to pet it the next week. And I'm in my head, okay, I've won two of these in the last two years. I just came back from Boone and ran really good. Now I'm screwing myself. Well, because everyone expects you. You feel like the eyes are on you a little bit. Yeah, well, that was like I was talking about, like after I won my first Pettit and went to Merced the next weekend. I was screwed up that whole weekend because I felt like all eyes were on me. I was a rookie that just won the Pettit on Saturday show, and now everybody's looking at me. And if I don't do good, everybody's like, oh, that was a fluke. Yeah. It's a lot of stress and a lot of... Well, I did that like the end of like the middle of my first year in the Amon. We got hot and we went ran up in Oregon and we did both well or really well both nights. And then we came down and we ran well at Merced ish. And then we go to the Pettit and I'm like, okay, and like now I have to back that up because I've had yeah. three good yeah. runs and I got to back that up, dude. I didn't make the main either night. We lost the brakes. We made about four laps in the B main and I put my shit on the trailer. Like it just was one of those weekends where you A lot couldn't of highs and lows in yeah. this sport. It's, it's humbling, big yes. time. <laughs> Um, it's so did, humbling. Did we got uh, collectively? Did we make a a big error? Did we miss on the racetrack, like on the competitive uh, nature of how how the track conditions turned I, out at like, Vegas? Was was it? I was I was impressed. I was impressed earlier on in the day, like through heat races and mm-hmm. LCQs and stuff like that. But when it came down to main event, it time, seemed like the same repetitive typical stuff, like that. We Vegas kind of seen. along the tires in. I thought it was racier than it had been. A it little, was it was a little, a little and I went and as I said like too I kind of went to Vegas this year and talked to a little bit more people and that's also too what they said. I mean, it, it it hit differently a little bit. Yeah. Same, yeah. I think we're not we're not going to get around the fact that Vegas is yeah, Let's remember, you you're going only, to the desert. Right, you can only <laughs> Don't do go there. Lot. Yeah, you're going to well, the desert. The other thing is, too, you're only racing there twice a year. They hold two events there a year, and I think they only had one this year because sprint cars couldn't go with the yeah. COVID deal. Yeah. So you're talking about one race a year on the surface. Do that clay or dirt or sand, sand is just yeah. sitting so, all the time. It's just sitting all year so until how much two do weeks we, before. How much do you think they're going to learn over next year, being that they're introducing some more spring racing? And, oh, that's right. And yeah, that's right. And we're late models. Do some more racing, and then what's the landscape of the duel in the desert going to be with? I, I, in like, my, how, how is this going to work? I, I don't. In my personal opinion, I think 
always we always want to make something you know bigger and better mm-hmm. you know what i mean we all you kind of and you know some guys like i said during the even during the event we kind of seen people posted on social media saying oh like you know this this sucks or how they're doing it like that like you guys got to take kind of from the highs of kind of some of the stuff that we did like i said let's remember what six years ago six years ago you guys were racing with three foot holes in the racetrack you know what yeah. I mean? And I'll take I'll take slick around the tires every day of the week before I race on a track with craters in it. The that only stuff tears thing, up the only so thing bad. that I can nitpick, and it's the same about Vegas all the time, is putting the freaking tires in the middle of the racetrack. Get rid of those things. Yeah, so. like you're gonna hurt somebody. It's not really coming down to oh, I'm gonna move the tires up and make the groove wider. Those are big tractor tires, and it tore up a lot. It tore up my car quite a bit. And so that's what, not just me being biased. So would you say, in my opinion, like with versus tractor tires, let's say maybe next year we see like how um, base will have a, 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 um, a wall or whatever they have in, into the... See, that's what I would think. That th- Yeah, that would be a better thing, especially with that much money that they have there. Put a guardrail or something down but there. So yeah. and, it, and with the K-rail, you just roll up on it. I mean, so if you got down there, you might just roll up on it and... And you're like, oh, too low. Like, and then you just move up a little bit the next time. I mean, and I think if hitting it, a tractor tire, knocking the left front off the car. Exactly. I think, and too, like, well, obviously I can't compare Batesville to, to Vegas, but I think the way they ripped the top like that and you did put, like, a guard road down there, I would say you'd probably, it'd be, or just just from idea-wise, it might be a little bit racier versus, you know, you would see somebody down by the guard road and then, you know, upstairs on the cushion as well i see i well i see what they try to do with the i mean everybody has a, a unified hatred for the tractor tires and and i i probably uh agree with that mm-hmm. but what i see them trying to do with the tractor tires is vegas you know everybody longs for a two groove racetrack multiple groove period mm-hmm. and so what they appeared to be trying to do with those tractor tires is they were pushing them out to try to protect the bottom groove for later in the race because knowing how susceptible to yeah, rubber that that's what I heard. is. Yeah. The only thing I, was, I, is I, instead of the bottom groove being rubber, it was, bottom groove was the only groove with moisture, so it didn't yeah. change anything. It just made the bottom groove just And I think they tried to save it for like Saturday. Exactly. Or I and it was yeah. like they were trying to save the bottom too much and not do... I mean, what, what would you do? Do I get more what farming of the I get what they're track, trying like to do. Does? I get what they're trying to do. But at the end of the day, do you choose rubber down racing along the bottom where all the cars finish, or do we push the tires out and have a bunch of cars wreck? And th- when you wreck there, you wreck in style. Your cars jumped. Oh yeah, well, and so it's it's not just. And I think uh, like I noticed from the grandstands, a lot of the wrecks and even being on the track in front of me, half the wrecks happen because everybody drives down into the corner and they're like oh shoot there's a tractor tire there and then they make a hard turn to the right another car's there and boom 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 five cars are wrecked it's just a chain reaction and also brent kind of brought up while we're we're in vegas and we're sitting talking about you know ideas why don't we do a little style how how boone does you've been to boone yeah after what? After every ten, every or ten took, races, go come out. out and farm the track. Start, you know racing. What I mean? so, Start so racing at noon. And there's no reason with all the. M- okay, so this brought in this big of a purse and stuff, right? Exactly. Okay, so the money's floating. Yeah. Why don't we have better? I mean, the money they more the money they made on the track of transponders. Not saying that they didn't have good. Not saying that Mike Van Mike Van Gunnery didn't have good equipment. They did have you know 
but they didn't have the quantity of equipment okay, yeah, to go exactly. out there and farm right. the track. It would take twice as long where Boone yeah. has six tractors out there mm-hmm. to 10 tractors. All, all takes them 20 minutes, equipment. bang, 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 done. Yeah. But we could be missing a whole dirt aspect. Maybe they can't do that. There's yeah. a lot of factors that we don't you can know. Give, We're just yeah. spitting ideas on yeah, yeah. So you can give somebody start uh, earlier. Exactly, yeah. start at noon. I mean, it's not there. You know, the thing is, is like they're probably thinking about the fans' perspective. But like on Wednesday, Thursday night, like I wasn't staying up till exactly. midnight and to watch it. Made it really hard. No, it, like it was I definitely gotta, hard. I got to go to bed and I got to work. And tomorrow, then what so. they're doing is, for example, in, in on Brent, the East Coast. Yeah, you're talking yeah. about it being super late. Four Even, o'clock uh, in the morning. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Even from Brent's perspective, like perspective, like you know how they did that. Then they started closing laps. So taken away from. Taken away from a man who started. What'd you start in your, like I think dead last in one of your in one of your. Um, I think it was your. Well, B's that beam in I wasn't even gonna go out for because I was starting dead last. Yeah, give him an opportunity to like race his way up. You know what I mean, or something yeah. like that. Them, them cutting well, they laps. They docked the laps. Yeah, them cutting laps to me was like lack of a better word was chicken shit because like how are you supposed to like the draw? It made the draw even more prominent because like how are you supposed to race from the even the back of a heat race in six laps that yeah like you can't get there now how many how many cars did they have on the last night in the heat races was 19 and you had to win to make it exactly but but so then to that respect when you talk about the pill draw and the importance of it especially cutting laps i i don't think back to the tractor tires if we got rid of all that and you let that place rubber up like it notoriously does I don't think you see the massive movements of guys like Philip Shelby, Bloomquist moving from the back to the front. But to the there rate was that you did. there was a year, I can't remember what year it was. Maybe it was like seventeen or eighteen, where the dude from Marshalltown came out and did all 17. the track prep. Was that seventeen? Seventeen, yeah. And it was rubber from top to bottom, and there were cars everywhere through the middle, through the bottom, on the top, everywhere. Mm. And it was rubber from the bottom all the way to the fence. Yeah, that rubber it. racing doesn't necessarily mean that it's going it to be, be on boring. the bottom. Yeah. It has but to it, be cleaned off yeah, and moved it just, around. It just ultimately matters that the rubber is everywhere and everybody right. has that There's same not one. Because but when it, you get the one-lane rubber, it's predominant that. But and then you, the tractor tires help because everybody tries to get further and further down in the moisture. And then you end up just dragging that desert sand out mm-hmm. onto the rubber. And it's, well, also, yeah. the problem is is you're dealing with a big, like, we're talking big half mile. It's yeah. not a small half mile. It's a big half mile. So the you fastest on way, another well, class. Well, fastest way around that thing is on the There's tires. Where's everyone going to go? The quantity of drivers that have the balls to run the top is a lot smaller than the quantity of drivers that are going to go run through the middle or run through the bottom therefore you're getting more rubber on the bottom of the racetrack yeah. when i was talking to a buddy he's got he took a brand new car to vegas and was talking about Ooh, he's like i God. just wasn't comfortable yet he's like he only had three or four races on he's like i wasn't comfortable yet putting that thing on the fence he goes one misstep he goes you're causing thousands of dollars in damage well that was like when they had the hole on the front stretch and they kept filling it full of water a bunch of times a bunch of times a bunch of times and they were just turn one was eating cars and that only took one day, and they figured out that, hey, that's not going to work, right. which I admire that. But there's a lot of people that just are persistent, and they're like, no, it's going to work eventually. Yeah. And it's just, it's not going to work. <laughs> we were we were counting cars at, at my house. They straight up came on the radio, party. and they said, don't go up against the wall and turn one. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Do we not. Had, we had a small watch party at the house, and like we were counting cars, like how many cars are going to barrel off into one and put their it stuff in the It was a drinking fence. game. There it was, was that heat race. Yeah, that heat race that. took one by one by one. Like I think yeah. it took like 
four cars. Yeah, yeah, there was an actual drinking game going around Vegas for the people that were sitting in the stands at how many cars would hit that wall. And every time you did, you had to take a shot or whatever, drink a sip of a beer or something. There was a drinking game. Yeah, and when it gets to that point, you know yeah, there's something wrong. <laughs> there's not that. I mean, like the talent level spread out in Vegas. There's a lot of people all over the place, but there wasn't that many bad guys there that people were just stacking their stuff in the fence. No. But as, as a takeaway, as we talked about, what was something as a racer that you appreciate more or some I, stuff that you appreciate more that they did um the smoothness of how everything ran it was one race after another i like the lining up in the infield thing mm-hmm. you had to stay you, cool too, you had to stay on top of your game and stuff like that i think there was one where they like moved the floor mat or something so i sat out in the infield with my helmet off for like i think six races or something 45 minutes just down in the infield watching races but mm-hmm. Um, I like that. It kept things moving, and I think that was important with all the cars that we had. Um, but I don't see why everyone was shaming that part. I think the track was the track was better. I think it has more room for improvement, but it mm-hmm. was better. Um, the quality of drivers impressed me from previous years, like the respect a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been there previous years where we fought tractor tires, and if somebody was underneath you, oh, screw it. I'm going to total their car and put yeah, you, you in just, a tractor you just pinched tire. pinched them in down there. There was a couple of those situations. There, was, was, there is, and there never won't be. Yeah, But it, it was a lot less than – for me, when I race somebody, I – I have an idea of how much m- these things cost and I can't fathom as a race car driver having one more spot on the track versus totaling somebody's $40,000 race car. Right. Mm-hmm. I just have that respect. I well, can't do that. And you, people got to keep in mind too. Like if you get to my door and I know you're there, I'm not going to stuff you in the tire. But if you're at my corner panel, I have no idea you're there. No, don't, exactly. don't follow me down the track and stuff yourself in the tractor tire effectively like lift. You're yeah. not going to gain anything. By and especially to... like with what we were talking about with the minimal amount of laps and not many cars transferring, you're not going to get up there and transfer. Right. If you're starting in the back, I mean, you might luck into one of those first races being in the soup and a couple cars go up the racetrack and you're able to get by if you putt-putt around. That's another thing that I wish they would work on too is the, the soup racing. That the, part would have totally frustrated me. I, I, I got to say. It's bit me. I'm, it's bit I'm me. not one of those guys like – you know, even at our local racetrack, you know, sometimes when you go out there for the first handful of heat races, it's slime. And Oh, it's nothing and compared to Vegas, there, though. There's some guys who are very comfortable in bending the car around that way. I'm not one of them, and I constantly just mm-hmm. will throw myself out the window because I I can't operate on that. I, I Call me soft, call me millennial racer, yeah. whatever it may be. I just cannot there's do anyone, that. I would, I would be so frustrated. It's not enjoyable. I get everybody's got to be on the same surface yeah. and everybody's racing the same racetrack. I understand that. But for us spending the money, it's not enjoyable going yeah. out there and chipping 10 feet off the corner because you're just spinning tires in the mud. Just, ah, and yeah, if anyone yeah, deserves not, to be mad about that more than anyone is Fred Ryland. That dude had a pretty solid week and was number one in pat or number one in points exactly, going into yeah. saturday mm-hmm. and dude the track just i mean he just hit the wet spot every time and he just wash out and guys were just passing him and passing he ended up missing the show yeah yeah like how are you so good he all put week? on a great performance all yeah he, no, did. he, he was really did so like, fast fred was solid all week that and it sucks that like one of our like one of our more consistent sport mod guys like that place is really it, it's tough like look at michael johnson michael johnson didn't make the show i made two of the qualifiers and didn't make the show that place is tough yeah and, and you it, see 
or, or a lot of it comes down to i will be honest a lot of it comes down to if you can place yourself good enough it's almost better as i've done the last three years it's almost better to place yourself high enough in points not like if you're not gonna if you know you're not gonna be the top two every night which mm-hmm. that was almost impossible this year right unless you're like one of those guys but if you know for a fact you're not going to be in the top two every night going into those qualifier mains to position yourself to the point where you can just get enough points to start in the front of an lcq because your lcq will make or break your week well and they were only taking what 12 was how many people were solid into saturday yeah it was like the leader and then four four yeah 12 so So the leader the the heat race winner went to the feed the feature. It was like top two went to the feature. Top, and then they took top four. Two, three, overall. four went to the LCQ. Yeah. So the LCQ, or something I think, like or that. Something the like winner that. of the heat race on Saturday went straight in, and then the, the three remaining two, went to three, LCQs. and four went to the LCQ. But I think most of those heat races were 19 cars deep on a soup fest. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's it's important, like you're saying, to get those points. If you can start the front of an LCQ or in front of a one of the heat races on Saturday mm-hmm. and win it. Well, we've never had heat races before. This is the yeah. first year that we've gone into Saturday and had a heat, a heat race. race. Yeah. That's a main event that was anywhere main, else. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, an eight-lap main event. But like you're saying, like you win that, you start 13th, 14th, or 15th in the eight. Yes, I mean, that's, yeah. not, that's not bad. I mean, that's giving you yourself a shot at it at least. And, and some money to I walk it, away. I yeah, thought it was a sure. very good opportunity for you no. to go down there with no expectations yeah. of making a show and getting to do a lot of racing. And here, yeah, and another thing too, even also, also, well, Brent knows this too. Like, and since my this is my second time going down there, um, when it comes to Saturday, a uh, you know a quarter of a guy is just don't even race. Mm-hmm. It's because we I mean? weigh our odds. Like for me, yeah. I tore up a lot, and th- the crazy part about it is, is I tore up a lot more in making the preliminary main or the qualifier mains than i did running in a b main well that's just people but, are like this is my shot to get yeah, the show, well, even though they're but i just 15th. you weigh the options and you're like okay i'm gonna be or i'm 30th in points so that means i'm gonna be mid-pack i'm gonna make an lcq i'm gonna where the first race is out am i really gonna pass anybody yeah but and, w- and all what for to start 24th yeah, in that res- respect i would probably be on the side of like shoot, here's Saturday, here's final night, and I still got an opportunity to really race and do something. I made my money. I came out here to do this. I'm just going to go out there and race my I car. think it just comes mm-hmm. down you know, to ultimate. the wallets, too. Like, yeah. how much are you willing to spend? Because I sat there and, like I said, dummy rail, radiator support. Yeah, and then you're looking at your car like, what am I doing this for? And that was just where frustration overwhelmed me. And I was just like, no, I'm going to have, I'm going to go down to freaking Top Golf and go swing some clubs and <laughs> then go to the racetrack and enjoy myself and sit in the grandstands. Right, I'm yeah. not going to keep pouring and, money into this for something what if something worse happened yeah mm-hmm. well it, i mean while we're talking sport mods uh congratulations austin becerra um i think is there something to that obviously not only that he won the thing but he did it in a home built open motor <laughs> i mean what well as some would say a home built bucket, bucket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what is that something that we're gonna see is it a trend is it a fluke is it something that more people are starting to do um you know i think there's a lot of people out there who want to build chassis and and everybody like grt and all that was a home build at one point mm-hmm. in time where where Everything is that was home built at one so, point so coming from a race shop that built chassis that was effectively a home built chassis like like it was 
it's not something easy. It took Steve, the guy, the mastermind behind the whole STR deal. It took him so long to figure out an asphalt modified. Yeah. Like, there's a lot to it. So, like, for Becerra to do that and to win in his own car, dude, I don't think this is a trend. I think it takes way more talent than people that people understand. One of the best in California to do it, Billy Bowers. Dude, I mean, the guy built chassis for how long? Joe Carr is another one. Yeah. Like, two guys that built chassis forever, and Bowers is on the on the train now of buying chassis. Yeah. He's like, so it's it, so hard to not have help with ball joint locations and mm-hmm. front-end geometry. And essentially what you end up getting a lot of is somebody is building something, but it's a copy of something. Yeah, right? And yeah. I, I'll yeah, do yeah. that. Like, basically what we've done, I mean, we've copied a lot of the GRT stuff. We built off of it. I mean, we do our own different things, but... Um, I'm just curious. It's something that seems to be kind of a trend thing where a lot of guys are, you know, starting down that road. And I don't honestly see the cost difference. I think it's sometimes it's even more expensive just to build one. Well, I think your, your time is the thing that you can never. Well, I think that's the main thing on. between crates and open motors too. Is it, it costs more to build an open motor? Like I said, I had a lot of pride in mine when I ran mine the first year. And it's, I think it's just coming down to reliability and everything like well, that. To it's that, hard to do that. To that, I will definitely. Uh, but even, disagree. but you put you put that on you put that on like building your own car. So you have to basically copy somebody else to get spare parts, mm-hmm. unless you're going to manufacture your own parts, yeah. right? And that's the that's the hard part too. Is like when you're building a chassis, like unless you're building something that's pretty stereotypical. For front end, mm-hmm. like now you're talking about manufacturing your own upper control arms. Oh, yeah. And so that's kind of, and that's where it's been putting me in a big bind because nobody does anything with a metric anymore. So a lot of the stuff that I've had to do was a lot of manufacturing. It's been putting us in quite a bit of a behind the eight ball on some things. But to the engine department, I, I would definitely think people put too much emphasis on price and, and, it being difficult to operate really where where the 602 comes into play is strictly reliability mm-hmm. and you don't have to try to peace of mind well and, and you don't have to try to outdo the 602 you just have to copy it and and, and people kind of lose that in the when they're trying to build something because they want to build something more power more power that's fine if you can do it if you can get there but you're already gonna be behind the eight ball because with the open motor you got to run a two barrel so Mm -hmm. well and that and i ran an open motor in my sport mod and i loved it i loved having an open motor on the a mod side you lose that spoiler and you're talking about aluminum heads aluminum heads versus steel heads really the only few people i see do it on a consistent basis out here and winning it is again troy and billy bowers yeah and they're i mean they're on another level yeah. And even and even they run a crate about ninety percent of the year. Yeah, and uh, the the open motor and the modified thing is kind of like a lost lost art. Yeah, you know, there's not a lot of people who are doing it, and when you do, you really got to spend a lot of time trying to detune it and to really again, you're mm-hmm. just trying to copy a crate, and so a lot of the cost of that doesn't need to be spent. So I mean. Yeah, I do things a little different because I run the Dodge. Mm -hmm. And so there is a little bit more cost there because Chrysler parts are just different. And you're dealing with 60-year-old Chrysler engine parts, and every Mopar guy thinks everything is a million dollars. It's like, I'm not putting it in a uh, Cuda or something. We ran Fords all through asphalt, so we dealt with 
similar you know, situations. And a lot of that yeah. stuff is similar. Well, but that's if, like back east in the pavement world and stuff. It's all Ford crates. It's you gotta not have, heavy crates. you got to have a Maguna gill motor if you want to do anything on the super late So does it matter well, still kind of with models, the... Yes, but most, like Kingsport and stuff like that, they're mm-hmm. all running crates. Yeah. So does it matter still kind of with, like, how they say, like... How they said, I, I've always... Like I said, I'm not a racer, so I don't know. With, I've heard it was retarded, stupid, to take an open motor to Vegas... Now that we see somebody with an open motor, with, or two, I believe it was. Yeah, both, when, one and two. You know, and also, too, I think, don't quote me on this, I know William Gould. Won the Super Nationals, too. Yeah, William, William Gould William was, Gould was an, open an open motor. On a two-link, two yeah. Yeah, you know, I, old school. I think some of that is is changing, but again, I, I don't know what everybody has. Mm-hmm. And so... I think it really comes down to, you know, with like Logue's situation, he's running something that's built by Carl Chevrolet, Mm -hmm. that a big crate dealer. So they have all the information on a crate engine. I got to assume they're doing. That thing sounds like a monster. I never never really paid attention to it until Vegas. And you watch him go down the straightaway and that thing just sounds Ultimately, I got to assume that it, they did every bit of homework they could to blueprint and create a crate mm-hmm. and so I, I really don't think in this day and age that it's it's so uncommon if you just get a guy to break the stigma of a 421 big motor blah 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 if you just build what's a relative you know <laughs> yeah. and and you could do it you don't have to cheap. build a built motor to the extreme yeah, I, you can just not, build a motor you know and everybody <laughs> loves to complain about that mm-hmm. like even in the antioch days when we were still kind of before the imca and a lot of it some guys were still running aluminum headed stuff and uh, for the most part it wasn't that it's mm-hmm. just everybody has this negative connotation towards uh you know, it's like a oh super dirt late model dry sump motors. It's like get out of here, dude. It's yeah, like freaking IMCA motor. You just suck. <sighs> exactly, like, that's all it is. And, I, and on the sport mod know. side, I think the open motors are uh, like it's easier to replicate. Um, yeah, with the six hundred two having steel heads and it's not yes. such a torquey engine. Yeah, you can build something to match that a lot easier. I, on the six hundred four side, you're behind the eight ball immediately with steel yeah. heads. Well, I mean, it's just yeah. the part like of the from game. somebody that's driven both. Like I said, I've driven the crate and the open. There's track surfaces, too, that I wish I had the open motor because of the two-barrel. Mm-hmm. For sure. And then there's tracks where the the 602 or the crate comes into yeah. play a little bit better. It's And you can also when, see when I drove the open motor, the first thing I was taught is that you can take the start super slow and yes. dog these yes. crates. Yes. And they can't handle that, and you're cruising no, along. That like, was I'm ready to go. That it's was something opposite, I did with my sport really. mod so bad was I would just bog the crates down. Actually, yep, and I had another driver come over to me after a heat race at Merced where I just gapped them down the straightaway. Like, you jumped the start. And I was like, no, you guys are just, you guys. Stumbling. Yeah. Yeah. I I got yelled at, or I got yelled at by one of, or well, I think it was one of the Neemans came over to me at freaking Quincy. And he's like, you can't roll starts that slow. I was like, why not? Yeah, it's my start. (laughs) (laughs) My biggest problem with that, I was always behind the eight ball because I don't know. Did you ever run the power glide or were you? No, I I had a sack. I had the three So for me, I... And I tried to ask Andrew Pierce about this one time, right, when he made the switch, but he hadn't tried the three-speed yet. So I haven't talked with him about it late since. But I was so unhappy with how you restart with a power glide because well, you can, you know, you could kind of load the car with the three-speed, yeah. much like everything else nowadays. With the power glide, it's all fluid. None of that shit transfers. So 
AU is just well that thing too. Horrible. Like, if right somebody start. bogs you down or anything, and you have to yeah. like check up, you can kill the car. Yeah. I, when I ran, um, when I ran Scott Foster's car at Watsonville. We went into the first corner and people got bottled up coming out of two. That I got on the brakes in the car. Yeah. Oh wow. In the car, in the car stalled. That was the first time yeah. I've ever driven a power glide. And you can't. But, and you look. And you're you, looking for the clutch. You or you're can't looking do to anything. Roll, you're you helpless. So you literally think, yeah. have to. By the time you think about everything, you have to reach over, start the car yeah. like you would normal in neutral or whatever, and then put the car in gear yeah. and go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I got crazy. lucky because it there was a, there was a caution. Yeah. And then, but at the end of the race, when I was leading. Um, I went into three and four, I think on the last lap and I went to do something different to be protective. Cause I knew Fred was behind me and I went to go be protective and the car almost stalled. Yeah. And it was just like, yeah, there's no way I can drive these things again. Yeah. Cause no. if you, it, one little mishap. To go backwards, I think would never work that if you wanted to start maybe in a power in glide, a power yeah. glide yeah. you could I be think okay the, with that. Well, that's don't, what the, don't the Coopers run power glides? I have no idea. When I drove Marty Burden's car at Watsonville, it had a power glide in it. And yeah, dude, I had ran. a hard time getting yeah. out of the pits with that thing. Yeah. Like, it was just obnoxious. And I was like yeah, looking for the clutch and it's not yeah. there. And, and it yeah. acts like well, a that's clutch. Like, you end up moving the, the stick going slow. from a, yeah. Yeah. Going, from a, going from a sport mod to an A mod now. Boom! There goes Dude. that. But going wait from till, a sport mod to an A mod now and learning how those transmissions work. Wait till you works. drive a Bryn for a while, and then you get in something back in something that has a three-speed, and your like brain like melts because you can't figure out how to use a clutch again. Like, <laughs> Dude, I'm trying to figure out how you don't have to like, you don't have to like push the clutch in to stop and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so it's crazy. weird. Yeah, like, yeah, you just stop. Uh, uh, when yeah. my father-in-law was like learning or pulling it in the garage the other day, he panicked and hit the clutch. Oh yeah, and it jolted <laughs> yeah. forward. Yeah, and I'm <laughs> but yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. Like I've only done it once, and believe it or not, uh, growing up with my dad, and even after I raced the sport mod for the first year, mm-hmm. I had only driven something with a Bryn of his, t- you know, car, whether it be the late model or the modified, one time at like a play day. I drove Big Jim's Baxter. And it, it was so different. And first off, yeah. I was way too nervous off the bat. I didn't want to wad this thing. But yeah, two things that I took away from it was there's a lot more behind the throttle pedal than in a sport mod. You, there's a whole lot more to go. Yeah. And the tranny thing was, like, mind-boggling. And I, I think I looped it once, and I sat there five, for five minutes trying to figure <laughs> out. I totally had a brain fart so to make it that, that that actually makes me laugh because we we were talking a lot in Vegas like how generous they were with like throwing the cautions and stuff like that and um, my wife Janelle's over there like go hit the gas go so we don't bring out a caution and, and now I'm looking at the car I'm like that's why they took so it's long. incredible <laughs> how- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that and I asked you two guys it's it's kind of incredible how much your brain shuts off when you when the adrenaline hits and you happen to and you're like kind of panicking a little bit and, and you're like I gotta go I gotta go mm-hmm. I don't want to bring out this caution how much everything slows down and you cannot you function. can't you can't figure you cannot, your brain just melts like there's some guys who are on it right the mm-hmm. professional spinner outers or something <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not something that I want to get used to doing yeah exactly so, yeah. and there's something so much to that how much my brain shuts down trying to okay i gotta go i gotta go yeah between don't get hit or do i drive away and so well and like in a heat race sometimes you gotta like if you're 
you're at a big race or whatever, sometimes you got to spin and just like, don't stall the car, don't stall the car, like, mm-hmm. try to keep going, and hopefully someone else spins out and causes the caution, and you can get rolled. Yeah, I'm kind of right. like scared of the first time that I spin, because I'm used to like, you can push the clutch in, like Vegas, on the first day when I got spun coming to the green flag or whatever, you push the clutch in, you do a 360, you and keep you keep going. going. Yeah. <laughs> so the one thing about the A mod is like that, you, the clutch is not going to do anything, Yeah. so you just got to stay in the throttle. Like you just gotta keep, it. or or your like brain reacts, or your brain reacts fast enough to drop. Like when you get slowed down, to drop it in low gear and then push the clutch in. But that's so much the process. Yeah, no, like mm-hmm. yeah, uh, nope. Your best that's bet. Is I've just gotten to in too many wrecks. That's not happening. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. I've banged my head around a few times. That, yeah, I, my brain, my brain can't grasp all that either. So like, yeah, that's the other thing in the A mod too. Restarts are so much faster, and you'll realize this because you can't go well, slow I've, with the I've, brim. I've ran with the A mods with the sport mod before, yeah. so I kind of know. Like that—that that was the thing that we talked about when we had that last race, where like Gomez and Trevor all ran with the A mods or whatever. That yeah. we were all talking about a sport mod, guys. Like you got to be on your shit when it comes to starts if you're gonna go run with yeah. those A mods, because when they're ready to go, they're going. Yeah. It so just, con- when you go, it takes off and it's over. So kind of continuing with Vegas, who was some guys for you guys that I, and I kind of wanted to talk about this who was some guys that like shocked you like that really just kind of came out of like left field like um, not so much like out of left field I think he just had a rough year and then kind of put it together the last couple weeks and then into Vegas was McDaniel I think Ryan had just a kind of lackluster year making it then, in on Wednesday night and right? then he went he in made the it in the night. first day yeah. Yeah, yeah the first yeah. so that one that one was I wouldn't say so much out of left field but just comparing to the year that he's had to what he normally does mm-hmm. like was like okay i don't you know, think Ryan's- i really yeah i don't think i really noticed any shockers uh, yeah to me everybody was very much predictable i thought the guys who were fast and who were supposed to be fast mm-hmm. were and take that back i do have one philip shelby well yeah yeah especially Phil- for somebody who's never, never ran there. there yeah yeah that's really yes and and yeah he was he was badass. And I'll just that was that was a awesome performance and uh very yeah. very cool to see him get that much success. For me, there. I would say too one of like kind of well, I wouldn't say local or I guess kind of local but one of our California guys who did pretty well who like you guys said too before that doesn't race or hasn't raced much was um DJ. Like yeah. him making it in also as well. I believe he made it in on the what, in the second night or first night? I yeah. think it was. Yeah, the second, second night. night. Yeah. Second. I was sitting in the infield with my helmet off because I was too early, but I watched it down there. What I did. <laughs> That's another thing, too. I never had the respect for how fast you're going around Vegas until you're in the infield. It's like that like anywhere. You can, go, you, can go, you can go stand like at the end of the straightaway and think you're seeing something fast. That infield, when they get wound up off of turn four and then they drive down the hill, it's like, holy crap, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy like to see like the kind of speed you see like when you're sitting in the infield somewhere because like you can sit on the outside of the track like even at Antioch we can stand basically on the fence down the back stretch you're like Damn, and you really guys, don't have a yeah like these guys are moving but like if you've ever sat in the infield at Antioch you're like god dang like these guys are rolling like even at a short like on a quarter mile like it's crazy um with the chassis thing and Becerra I was kind of looking into some of the other chassis stuff and how IMCA does their uh manufacturers award deal and i was looking through the list and uh there there's the obvious suspects grt jet all those other guys rage being the defending champ um new to the list this year is irp race cars i believe they're out of texas um going through the list i noticed there's seems to be one missing um where's victory circle on the list 
why they're not seeming to be in <laughs> I, the running for this award, which is, a, let me talk about a massive, massive award. You get a plaque and $100. Um, IMCA you've done it again for the guys building building the race cars to support your class Uh, these conglomerate operations I I guess I I guess I'm taking offense to this because the they sure are probably getting their money GRT jet they're getting the money from the racer but where do we come off with a hundred dollars is is enough of a a reward for a shop full of employees who are building the machine that keeps your money going. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna, anyway, I'm going to go last is, on this because I'm going to have a huge is, rant um, on this. So you guys can go. Where first. is VC on this? Because I gotta say, well, like I, they're cleaning up. I mean, we've they've now picked up Super Nationals wins. They've won Vegas. They've got all this from Harris. coast to coast. My, I mean, my opinion is on this is the quantity of quality drivers that you have driving your cars. Because like you, the, we talked about we talked about like rage. Rage has a good quantity. Quali- no, rage like, is cat shit. They're everywhere. Is yeah, that, well, the, that, is that the biggest we have a problem? we have a rage well, city no, no, right behind on, us? Hold on. So no, we're talking about like what or what chassis were we talking about earlier? VC. Or we were talking about Razor. VC. And then okay, so Razor. Razor. Razor has Tom Barry. They have those fast guys out. But I feel like Razor okay. just became the hot trend over the, the past couple years. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. But the opposite end of the stick, you see, for example, Zane, the Vilvis yeah. chassis. Who do you have driving the Vilvis chassis? Zane. Yeah. Zane. But yeah. I mean, he's even Mueller. on the running for this. <laughs> but I don't you, understand. Uh, but th- because it's Zane. Yeah. But you look at BMS, a very well-known chassis company. Who do they have driving for him? Not much, but that's what I'm saying. In in that region, in that region, you how many how many Devilmas's? I mean, Devilmas chassis do we see at Vegas? We see quite a few. few. But but who are driving your local? Yeah, I I know. know, Yeah, I understand your not your Jordan Grabowski, not your um, Ricky Thornton. Nobody really knew who Lethal was, and in the IMCA world, until Ricky popped up. Yeah, now everyone's but, got and it, it's, but, Yeah, it's one of those things that you have to have those ambassadors that go out. Okay, and get your, but, so you had Ethan Dotson for, and that's really, am I wrong? That's well, really all you had. To right? that, to yeah. that respect, I mean, on a national I mean, scale, yeah, on a national respect, scale, on a, yeah, on the VC stuff. I mean, because wasn't Bobby Rice in a, a Bobby's got a VC? And yeah, he's still for, sitting around. I you don't know, got, sold it you've around. got Ethan. You've got. Uh, Weinbarger is a is a major. He's starting VC to come up. Guy. Yeah, he's starting in his to. own stuff. And then I mean, he put the VC of, of Rackenbach in the victory lane and and got into the show. Put on a very good performance. Okay, who's and the so, owner once again of that C nine? That's Rickenbach. Chad Rackenbach. That's, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. And I believe Clint is running a VC. Yeah, yeah Clint's got so, a brand new VC. And so I mean, you've got all those guys. I I can't. I just don't quite get where. It is, a, it is a West Coast chassis. Mm-hmm. They go. are very West Coast heavy. But what's to say, like, why is Dirtworks on here? When has Dirtworks put out something? I've never heard of anybody driving that stuff That's except true, for yeah. 1995. Yeah. Like, wh- that makes sense. What because is, you only really hear about them on, like, other, other but then stuff. In the sport mod ranks, I mean, VCs are really capitalizing. I mean, obviously, we've got a lot of guys who jump ship to that. I, mm-hmm. I don't really want to put it out there, but... It, it seems like you know Randy Miller's making that switch. There's a lot. Todd of Gomez that. has made that switch from Shaw. Yeah, well, there's a lot jumping from like 
to rage now too yeah but and then all the guys who've been with vc for so long i mean sawyer johnson's uh banister i mean all those guys are so big where what what well, is i mean to be honest if i lived in bakersfield it'd be hard not to drive a right? vc too that i mean it's so so that's the kind of that's kind of what i've heard as well yeah. too so it's just because you're so close to Very true. here's my thing so i got oh, a vc in the off go. season and here's okay so here's another one i <laughs> left i left victory by moyer that mm-hmm. day i got no chassis support from the company itself i had to go to the other guys out here which was only basically mcdaniel and i got help there but that's this topic that's neither be, here nor i believe there. brian cast at a yeah lot brian's of got with, one as well uh, victory um, that's neither here nor there but when i got the victory circle i got chris Sivison's phone number i called him he immediately called me back and has been the entire community of Victory Circle guys has welcomed me with open arms. With like, it's like a gang, it, dude. It it, <laughs> it gets you, jumped it's in. It's a cult. But, it's a but cult. It really, but it really is. But you have to like in order to stay competitive. Like especially for someone like me that's not going to run thirty or forty races in a year. Mm-hmm. You have to have that support from these guys. Yeah, Victory Circle true. does not get the credit that they deserve on their speed. Those mm-hmm. guys when they do go back east are fast. Mm-hmm. Like. I think that Michael Johnson had just a little bit of an underperformance this weekend, or the last weekend in Vegas. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just but just that, bad luck. That I was mean, just a one. Like I mean, Kevin a was good. Deal. Kevin, Kevin was very good. good. And those you guys know. are. And McDaniel's like, is selling his victory by Moyer. Yeah, yeah. I know. He's, he's on Team Rage now as well. You know, yeah. I think Nick, their biggest guy back east, Nick Mayer or whatever, is selling his victory by mm-hmm. Moyer too. Yeah, that's not that. Well, it's not by Moyer anymore. It's victory assault whatever. And those two yeah. guys are on; those two manufacturers are on this deal. So, list, kind so. of, I want to just ask you, as just understanding, like when it's like victory by Moyer, and as in, it's still a victory. Victory, so coming Moyer from victory is. House. I, I think there's basically everybody can do that because they all put their touches on stuff. Okay. It's just like GRT by BHE. Mm-hmm. So, victory- you know, Bob Harris has his own little setups mm-hmm. that they do essentially all the work comes from victory chassis sometimes they get dropped off on the way to you via billy moyer and he does something okay that's different okay. it's well, kind of like an evolution by because i know a lot of did, a lot of know. people or a lot of people had the grt by like phillips or whatever right I, yeah or yeah but those were actually quite a bit different but here's a history lesson on victory by moyer stuff that was originally victory circle that was Victory yeah. Circle by Moyer. Mm-hmm. Moyer and Victory Circle had something, an issue, a falling out, whatever. And Moyer started changing stuff and started Victory by Moyer. That's where the whole by Moyer deal came in, and that's okay. why they dropped the Victory Circle part of it. Because it was primarily a late model deal. Right. And now oh. and they started building models. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. All right, because, yeah. in fact, with that, I remember not to when i first got into watching the hunt the front guys mm-hmm. and they were selling a bunch of cars uh the joiner family yeah. actually had like three or four victory circles yeah cars and now they're with they the capital yeah. Yeah. yeah but but and victory moyer is related to carl's performance somehow yeah they're all okay they're yeah all yeah i see how they do which is yeah. why victory by moyer was getting built out of carl's performance in iowa hmm. so it's all one they're all related somehow yeah. I, I just think that the the VC stuff, I mean, it's kind of hard to deny. And so, I mean, there are the major conglomerates that are like Rage now and mm-hmm. uh, GRT. I mean, we've seen a lot of fall off from Shaw, but I just don't, I'm, I'm just curious why VC is not even making the list. Yeah, they should, they should at least get some sort of recognition for, you know, because they're dominant out west. I don't think they're, that's the thing though, is they're, 
out west. I don't think they're as known out we don't get there. A, they don't get a scene as prime much. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't see them every on a weekly basis like you do. But t- I mean, to that respect, though, it, again, it's just like I, I get it that we don't see VC so much on the east or whatever, but or in the Midwest or any of that. But also in the Midwest, I mean, everything's very dominant. Razor right now, everything's very much GRT still. Shaw, Rage. I mean, Rage is definitely probably like the in big my one. mind probably, the biggest that's probably thing. Your chat, so yeah. yeah, that everybody. I mean, they they've picked up this massive prize, and they started just year, building so. best thing since sliced bread. You know? <laughs> they started building stock cars. If I if I yeah, if yeah. I'm correct. Well, everybody's jumping ship and doing. Yeah, you know, right and now. then that's yeah, I'm waiting the other for VC thing. to start building stock cars. They got to be starting to get on that train yeah well, especially so with I how guess, hot they are in cali now yeah i guess yeah. that's the other thing as to now yeah i guess yeah. that's the other thing as to where you know where some of that line gets drawn where how much did they put into consideration in this award via mm-hmm. you know all the divisions you're building whether it's an a and b mod is pretty much the same minus some bracketry here and there but i mean into the stock car world you know rage has been building them is, is that going to play a factor in it um, but like I don't see I don't see guys running skyrockets that much. I mean there are some yeah. there are some jet stuff out That's there. That's kind of a quiet chassis. I mean Sidebiter, Ryan Reuter is about the only one that I know. I know the I know Poppenhausen's had one. Um He was the only one actually in Vegas that was You know, yeah. an impressive that's a lot more on the UMP t- side of mm-hmm. stuff. Like same thing with Lethal. I mean Lethal's they're, they're a lot more on the US UMP. Uh, I mean they're getting into yeah, Ryan yeah, yeah. They're they're expanding for sure because uh like Chris John or Chris, dude out of Texas has got a lethal. Uh, um, Urseta just hopped on the lethal. Well, the I lethal think like, lethal really started. I started hearing a lot about lethal when that whole story about that um, paralyzed dude came out. Yeah, Chris Moore. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was got, when yeah. I started hearing about lethal a lot. It wasn't even really Ricky. It was him. Yeah. I mean, even and that like, dude's fast. Even like yeah, the, he is a B and B and you know Dirtworks. Harris is usually everywhere. I feel like we talked about this. What Harris about, hasn't moved. They're like, they, I they're really like, don't yeah. they've gotten true, any like, better, and I don't think they've yeah. gotten worse. They've you know, just they're just consistent. Planning. And so it's like, you know, I, 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 I factor Harris as the, the type of chassis where if you want to get into racing, modifieds, you can't really go wrong. But getting Harris? You can't go backwards. I, I guess if you had one, you're, you're okay. You're safe. Yeah. What about also a new one kind of uh, the Vanderbilt's? Yeah, and, and, I mean, and they're not on this list either. So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those deals where yeah, I, like, I, I like would imagine what, they wouldn't be Like to what Brent's saying, like you don't really see a lot of guys running them. Well, I think you kind of yeah. have to know somebody who knows somebody to get in a Vanderbilt. Like I don't think that uh, Vanderbeek just builds them for anybody. I think yeah. you kind of have and, to. And, and so and I'm kind of curious that to that too because I was kind of turned on to the IROC stuff that was going on at Vegas. Some mm-hmm. guys were talking about the IROC cars. And, uh, it you know, Vanderbilt or Vanderbeek was running that stuff at one point in time. How similar is that when we talked about the copy thing? I don't want to go down that road, but, I mean, you got to kind of filter some of that as you gotta to start, what everybody's doing. you got to start with something. I mean, yeah. by, I mean, as the years go on, you start chopping stuff and moving stuff and changing things. But, like, when you start, you got to start copying something. You're not just going to throw some bars together and call now, it a race car. Now, the mm-hmm. IROC stuff, I kept hearing them announce it, and, you know, I don't know if you know, heard about it, but they said that Mark Richards has been helping them out. And yeah, stuff, I, yeah. So I, I'm, I assume everybody wants to attach their name to Mark Richards. Mark mm-hmm, Richards yeah, about stuff, no, right? But no about that. it seemed excessive as to how much they were talking about it. So I figured maybe there is some validity to that. Um, 
They have some nice stuff. And that's a chassis that we and, see and a lot in the USRE. Yeah, USCS I, think, stuff. I think there's a dealer in Arizona now. Yeah, the oh two. for the Vanderbilt? No, for IROC. Yeah. Oh, really? It was yeah. a stock car guy. I was looking at this it. This is honestly the first time I've even heard of him. Yeah, really? it was the first time I had heard of him. I've heard of him well. previously, but like he was saying, it's more like USRA UMP type stuff. Yeah. They don't build a ton of cars, but yeah. there's a dealer in Arizona now. Like I think that's going to be a couple of nice pieces, and it, it was evident. I believe the Hempel Hemp Hills. Yeah, I've been running them. Corey Hempel, like yeah. You actually yeah, know who Crystal. had an IROC? Was Janae Gustin. Sport Mod was an IROC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really? Nice. I, didn't, I didn't know that. That, that was yeah. on their page, like yeah. one of the old stuff. So. And maybe her A-Mod, too? Her A-Mod might have been. It's just, it's it's hard to beat Rage, dude. They got anybody and their grandma running I mean, they cars. just got the numbers, that's all. Yeah, I mean, we're talking both Gustins. Um, well, the... Well... Not Walla. Jimmy. Uh, the other Gustin's in an S and J car. Is he really? Yeah, he's been in S and J for a couple of years. Richie's in an S. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that's another chassis company, dude. How are they not on the list? Because like they have, they don't have a ton of cars, but <laughs> their dudes are quality. They were on the but list. I think last that's what year, that list comes down year. to. It's a popularity contest, exactly. not based on how good your car really is. Like an IRP. I don't know who's. I've never heard of that. IRP that chassis. Is. I've never heard of them. I don't know. And really then there who, was another. What or Brett. Um, Brett Barry, he drives what's it called? Uh, uh, West... Dirt Boss. Dirt Boss. Dirt there Boss. Last time I knew that was that? a tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. That's what, that was what I was like. The only dirt the only dirt boss I know is a tire. Yeah. 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 I was like, I was I don't like know. what is that? Dirt <laughs> boss. Alright. Hey, when you're sitting in staging like at, especially at Vegas, and there's all those cars around you. You see some pretty crazy stuff that you ain't never thought you'd see. Like what, <laughs> like what happened to the what? Uh, what was it? A Cas built? Remember those things? Oh, oh yeah, the Cas built chassis. I mean, also on this list. I mean, there's no Baxter built. I mean, yeah, a Cas built was around. like a Cas built was almost like a copy of like a Victory Circle. So like you're not really like you're still in the realm of like the same stuff. Like, cause I remember um, Paul Stone used to run one of them. Casbill? Yeah, Casbill. Paul Stone used to run one. Paul and, Stone uh, runs a Rage now, right? Yeah. yeah. And See? Mike Villanueva used to yes. race one of those. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That's where I remember seeing it. It's yeah. just the trend right now, man. Rage will be around for... It's who, all the Rage. For, mm -hmm. It's all the Rage, yeah. They'll be, be around for, they'll be around for who knows long, 10, 15. Maybe they're only around for five years, and then people will get off of them. The problem is when you get so many guys on your team, it's hard for customer support to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's the... I feel I, like... And I think going back to what you said earlier, what sells a car... Is customer support and yeah. I think that's driver support. That's a hundred percent why yeah. I went to Victory Circle because they were talking to me with helping me before I even had a Victory Circle. Now, is there something to that where, like, you get into a situation like Rage where you're you're just any old you know Joe Schmo running a Rage and you feel like you call Justin for the tech support? Do you feel like you're not really gonna get that same uh, response or support that Ooh. that say like a Jonathan Lowe gets? I you know. I think uh, that. I think thing. at what point do you think that plays into somebody's decision? I've heard How stories from both sides of the fence. So yeah. it's. Just, I've heard stories where I didn't get anything, and then I've heard stories where Justin's on it. He's. Uh, I mm -hmm. know. There, yeah. It's you not call really. Him anytime it's not really. Me. Yeah, it's not really anything you can weigh in on until you're that person fighting yeah. for help. I can. Kind of I can thing. tell you that on the the assault side and victory side that that's how they operate if you're not one of their guys they just don't it's almost like they don't care and i don't mm -hmm. mean to bash anybody but i'm not gonna hide Which it one either was that one again? victory the victory. assault chat well not more oh, well, because yeah. after it left carl's yeah, yeah, yeah. carl's they were they helped me uh todd shoot and that group of guys they helped me i will say a quick little thing for 
um, when we were fighting stuff with Scott's car, the BMS, we were um, on the phone. He's back east, right? So we're on the phone with this guy for probably about an hour and a half to two hours at 11 o'clock at night. It's 2 o'clock in the morning, and yeah. he's still on the phone fighting this car and trying Jimmy, to give us information. Jimmy's a good dude. He he's a very good dude. He came and inter- introduced himself to me in Vegas. I didn't go looking for him. He came and found me. Mm. So yeah. it's he's you got to give those guys credit where it's due. For sure. Um, we'll switch it up a little bit here. Uh, last time we talked, also, we didn't have a Cup Series champion. Um, now we do. Chase Elliott, what are we thinking? Under the radar, dude. That was the Ooh. last. That was the last. I, I didn't. I wanted it. I didn't think it was gonna Same, happen. Same. That's just how I was. I but wanted it. I didn't think it was gonna happen. Talked about that momentum thing. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and he I mean, flat out dominated Phoenix and, too. And kind of like the sentiment that I had shared, which I'm glad it worked that way. Was last thing I really wanted was Chase to go in there and absolutely lay an egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think that really. Benefited I think the guys we expected to do good laid the egg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I guess was I guess, a big topic too. Brad Keselowski's pit crew let him down over and over and over again. Not that I think that he would have outran Chase, but at least put a car in the way. It, I think mm-hmm. it's hard to beat Chase when he's got a fire under his ass. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, he's young. And, I mean, it kind of leads to it when you look at his Final Four group. Kind of, again, what I was saying about uh, Joe Gibbs and that organization uh, without Hamlin getting it done. Do we see... Rebuild. Do we see them in that rebuild, which they already are. Already you know, are. Crew Chief crew changes for, up the ass. Oh, yeah, Kyle Bush with the whole, yeah. Changes. And, and I think, so do we see Hamlin right now as, like, the best to not win one and is... Do we see him getting it done before he's up? Are we talking about like all time best to never get one done? Well, best in the he's in NASCAR them, in the cut oh, yeah. to, to never get the championship. I think the best one to never get it done flat moment. out. Period in the like in recent years is Mark Martin. That dude was yeah. yeah. That dude was the baddest dude. To never, yeah, the yeah. baddest dude to never get one. That's been a, that's been anything. a shared. Uh, shared thought with a lot of people. I don't think there's well, anybody has, that didn't like that guy. How yeah. long has Hamlin even, how long has he been in the, he's like, been around for a while. I'd say at least 2007, right? Er, er, yeah, he's been around a while. Looking fact at, check. Fact check. Fact check. <laughs> he's been on. He's I want to say at least like 2007 now. Because I know his first one was like at Pocono or something. Yeah. Of, oh, Joe Rogan style. Fact yeah. check that. Fact check that. Yeah. I just, I gotta, I gotta wonder at this point, you start to beg the question of, is so it six, gonna, right? Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So wow. Kind of right, yeah. right at the height of the Jimmy Johnson power. Mm-hmm. You oh know yeah. What I mean, oh, so dude. Yeah. There's, there's really, <laughs> and that was something that I kind of talked about. Also, you know, Jimmy Johnson. It was is, cool to is see not him here, right? And he's he's done. Mm-hmm. And you somebody know, else is going to take that. Some ring. of the importance of this championship, I think we're we're leaning into a new era where where it was just Jimmy Johnson and everyone else, I think now we're really going to see it's, it could be Chase. It could be Kyle. Kyle. It could be Danny. It could be, we haven't talked about Kyle really. You know what I mean? And I feel like they better look out. That boy is going to be working hard. And I uh, think Hendrick is going to be so elite in the next, like when the new car comes in with having such a diverse, like set of abilities, you have Chase who has a strictly asphalt background, right? mm -hmm. The dude's just so good at what he does. And then you have Kyle Larson, who's like almost strictly dirt background, where he comes from sprint cars, and he's so talented at that. Then you'll, even Alex Bowman, yeah. you know, he's got a kind of a mixed background of dirt and asphalt stuff, yeah. and he was really good in a midget quality. 
And then yeah. you have the other guy. Um, Came from iRacing. <laughs> that's Came about iRacing. And that's about the other guy. I know so about everybody's uh, thought about it. Byron. I feel but terrible Byron, because he's got know. a lot of talent. Yeah, no, and, he, and, and I kind of came think, from what nowhere. Like he came yeah. from iRacing. Yeah, and got well, an so did car um, and, what's his name that just landed like ten races at the beginning of the year in an Xfinity car. Uh, Barry, Josh Barry. Oh, Josh Barry. Yeah, he, he came got from iRacing too ride because he raced with Junior on iRacing. Yeah, for yeah. heck along too. Like yeah. he's he's ran with them for for a while. Yeah, like I said the last time, I, I just think Hendrick is going to be hard to compete against and and deny. Just like I originally thought was Bowman was probably a couple pieces away, but how he performed this year really says like, man, Kyle, you larson that is he he better be on top because mm-hmm. bowman is not gonna go I down think, as number three i think he's not gonna and then it also begs the question like so i i think bowman i think another you have, fact check byron ran legends while he was racing i racing well yeah that was i brought that up but yeah i i think i you know i think you're gonna have three teams at hendrick who are prepared to win and now it also becomes does Bowman feel like he's been getting the short end of the stick. I don't think so because he. Ju- I don't think so because he just got prioritized to the forty-eight car. But that's, what does that, that yeah, really mean true. anymore? That's I mean, it's huge. not like that's huge to run that car. But for I mean, sure. really, at the end of the day, it's just a number. It's just a part of the organization. It, uh, so I, yeah, it didn't come with Chad Knauss. I mean, what mm-hmm. what really? And and when you want to preach in that situation, it's you can't have everything be the forty-eight and then everything else. It's. I kind of felt that way when Austin Dillon ran the three car, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, again, it's all just a number. But we kind of noticed when we went to Merced on Friday night, I said something about... I said something about Larson's demeanor and the way he drove those dirt cars changed since he announced Hendrick. Mm -hmm. He didn't seem like he was... Uh, Like attacking it like he was. All the time. Like, don't get me wrong. He made everybody look silly in the sprint car. But you mean like kind of played safe a little bit? A little bit. He just didn't seem like typical young money. He's not racing for his paychecks anymore now. He's back at the point where, like, he's going to make money. He doesn't have to go out there and flat out dominate and risk it all to try to make the mortgage. Well, and in that podcast, too, that's that's what Rick Hendricks says, like, Hey, you're allowed to race these races, but if you get hurt, that's on you. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Sponsors like, that yeah, that's yeah, could that's possibly it. back out. There's Do a we, lot more on his shoulder. Well, that's what I said to him, and I was like, I wonder if there's just a lot more on his shoulders than there ever was before. Like, yeah, you, or or less maybe. I mean, well, just maybe the, it's more because he feels like he has something to prove when he gets back to Cup. Yeah. Do we see the possibility of Hendrick uh, being more? comfortable with with larson not running a sprint car but seeing him more in a late mall yeah uh, i see that i can I see, see that, that. Just i think a there's just a lot of the, the judgment wrecking. there's a lot of judgment on sprint car racing in general yeah but that's just a I mean, lot it's, of, it's not a if it's a when it, you're gonna wreck that it thing. doesn't make any sense to me you're a lot safer like, though in a late model th- it doesn't make it's any relative sense. but i mean yeah it doesn't make any sense to me because they're basically reaching in the cookie jar and grabbing every sprint car p- driver possible to bring up to cut i think right? it's a good look honestly i mean larson is larson and we know him as a sprint car guy mm-hmm. but i think it'll be a good but we're talking to get the dirt lame but also to like shep that that recognition that rick yeah. that rick hendrick said too there's also talks of his other drivers that want to Chase Elliott wants to do more late model races. Chase is um, going to run the snowball this year. He hasn't uh, ran exactly. the snowball in a few years. Alex Bowman next year we already seen he's going to race his sprint car. You and know, his cup. midget at the Chili. Yeah, exactly. Bowl. He's got a but midget at the Chili Bowl. Going too. back to what I was saying, like we're handpicking in the cookie jar out of Tony Stewart, uh, Jeff Gordon, 
Larson now, Christopher Bell, uh, Reddick came from open wheel cars too. Yeah. All these guys are sprint car guys, right? Mm-hmm. Where's the credit to the late model guys ass. and stuff? They're, 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 point, they're but, going you know, back. The thing, they're backtracking. Here's or the thing is point, you can make a living racing a dirt late model. Like It's a little can. easier. It, yeah. You don't have to race... The only way you make a living racing a sprint car is to either go like legit outlaw style like Larson was and was chasing paychecks or World of Outlaws and even All-Stars, you're really not making that strong of a living. So like, but on a dirt late model side, you can run Woo, you can run Lucas Oil. And they have those unsanctioned events yeah, you, that are that are like yeah. 25,000, 30,000, 100,000. Yeah, exactly. Like you ha- you it breaks easily. down barriers too though, like um, what, how much of it actually comes down to how much money you're making and versus yeah like i I don't think we go out there i I always say the best way to make three million dollars in racing is to start with six yeah yeah but you you're not gonna i was talking to i think it was i was talking to one of the casey kane guys or whatever at one point and we're we were just standing there looking at the trailer napa auto parts all over the side of this thing right and we're like how even these guys like the rig how much does this rig cost how much does it cost to fill up this rig and go across the United States? Yeah. And they're making, what, 10000 to win on a weekly basis if you're running World of Outlaws except for a handful of big shows? Right. Where's the money? I've been trying to figure that out for years. So I mean, when, <laughs> you, when you figure it <laughs> out, where, where's the where's money? money? Yeah. But to what, to what they're you not said, on TV. Yeah. To what you said on the on the farm system, essentially, uh, of promoting into you know the major leagues, do we see more of like a generalization of almost unity because it seems like NASCAR and roundy round racing gets this stigma of you can only race your local sh- short track dirt cars and pavement racing and all this stuff with the direction that the cup series seems to be going and NASCAR in general with this kind of road course uh, renaissance it seems like where do you see more of NASCAR trying to cater towards that other demographic where you don't have to be a sprint car driver to do this you don't have to be see, it go, a pavement late model driver i get what you're this. saying it's can we of, see kids coming out of like a spec miata going to the cup series mm, and, I and, think that's a little, and being able yeah, you know but like far. through that yeah. side of no the i ranks. see what you're saying but i think they're just trying to please every demographic they can right now with the nascar for diversity and you stuff got like like, that. like i said like you got yeah divert the diversity thing bill mcanally had one in roseville it was the drive for diversity program yeah. or whatever but um you have you have all that and then you like i said going back to pleasing every diagraphic di- you got dirt racing now you got a lot more road courses. You got them trying to luxurize Nashville Fairgrounds racetrack so they can get some races up in yeah. there. They're trying to, and a lot of it's, I have to say, is Junior's push. Mm-hmm. Junior's push is driving a lot of this deal right now. Junior is probably the best advocate from the NASCAR side for short track racing as far as on the asphalt side is concerned. Mm-hmm. Because he, that guy, I mean, he lives and breathes for, like, short track, late model racing, like, that's what he does. So, like, you look at Tony Stewart, and Tony takes care of the dirt side and pushes for dirt racing so hard. Oh, no, continue what you're but saying. But it just, like, you you need more of that. Where NASCAR, they kind of lost their way some. Like, I don't see, like, I like dirt track racing, they just don't get the recognition. I think it takes more talent to drive a super late model on the dirt than it would take to drive a cup car. It takes more understanding of aero and stuff to drive a cup car. 
But as far as super late models are concerned, or it's more about based, a brain like, in I think NASCAR. You got to have an engineer. It, yeah. yeah, that I think that's most of it. Is your scientist guy that's sitting there with a clipboard trying to figure out how air works over a car versus your actual right? We always talk about in the cup cars and stuff of like side drafting and stuff like that. Where that doesn't come down to driver. That's the dude back in the engineering shop trying to make. Air trying to grooves in the side yeah. of the body. Did you guys to happen to hear that that podcast on the Dale Jr. deal with um, Chad Canals? You know, now that he's the car chief and all that uh-uh. stuff, and he basically was talking blatantly about how much they had fudged. You know, yeah. and it's kind of cool to see him now that he's he's backed off and he could kind of do whatever he wants to do and and say what he wants to say at this point, and. Um, talking about how he had to work in all the gray areas and with Jimmy and how much on the arrow side to work over to here or to there. And then by the time the playoffs gets around, he's got like a notebook as to how far I could push the rule. Well, mm-hmm. and you guys just Great. let it happen. That dude's just straight. You know what I mean? Smart though. And I yeah. mean, just how much is that going to play into the deal? So now he's not trying to do that for one car. He's doing that for three, four. Mm-hmm. The predecessor you know? to that was Ray Evernham. Yeah, yeah. The one that there's a video. I seen that with Jeff Gordon. Yeah, with Jeff Gordon one, right? Yeah. yeah, and they're talking yeah. about they did. You know, they they came rolled through tech with twelve things that were they were hoping yep. that they were get seven of them yep. through. And Jeff was saying like, if I had a car that just passed through tech easy, well then we're not gonna win. This. Yeah, we're not gonna win this race. Yeah, like, that's that. I mean, that's that's. He's like, as long as you like, like try to make an effort at you're doing it, they'll like yeah. they'll like let you. But go anything beyond like a three eighths mile and. Anything beyond like a three eighths mile on the asphalt, it's gonna take that. Even in a damn late model, like in a limited late model, like, um, it takes that. You gotta have a crew chief. You've got your shocks gotta be on point. Your setups gotta be on point. And then on top of all that, your driver has to be able to push that. You know what I mean? Like he has to be able to. I heard yeah, Dolph Cooks. He was telling me about that. How they how they had to do that with the what do you guys? It's a plexiglass or whatever. Or oh everything. Yeah. Like, with the windshields, the God, roofs, the yeah. Yeah. the yeah. roofs, the spoilers, everything. We're almost done, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> the, all of we could stuff. here we could kinda switch it up from pavement racing to pavement racing on dirt. You know, now the truck series has announced that um they're not gonna go to Eldora in twenty twenty one. They're gonna run Knoxville. What do you guys kinda think about that? I mean, I'll tune in for it. I I'm going to watch, but I'm going to run my mouth the whole time. <laughs> I mean, the I'm probably the most optimistic person. I just, I, I, I went and saw Eldora. Like, I went and watched Eldora. I it's, agree. I think it's I not think the, the lu- I mean, is. don't get me wrong. It's not the luxury life and everything. It's not mm. everything, a Cinderella story that we'd write it out to be when NASCAR comes to dirt. But they put on some pretty yeah. damn good races when they go I'm, on dirt, I'm, especially the truck guys, because I think truck guys are mostly your grassroots guys that are going to risk a little bit more and don't have so much money. To, yeah. Like I said earlier, when we were just talking earlier, they're in 2008, 2010 old trucks. Yeah, I care. think the sec- it, it was the second year, I would say for me, it was the look best Look at Larson tear the whole right side off. I mean, of that like, thing like, that like we kind of talked about before the show, I, I am a very big fan of the truck series doing this on the dirt. I mm-hmm. think it, it works for them. It, it's not out of the realm of, that of possibility. Stone kind of class. I would like to honestly see more. You know, I'm not a big pavement racing fan, but... I would prefer if you got down to more of a relatable level and and you saw the trucks nationwide running more and more short track type stuff, not necessarily trying to 
take over the cup series and let them mm-hmm. move down. But everybody likes to talk about Rockingham and stuff like that. I would like to see the Wilkesboro. trucks. Yeah, Kearns County. Why don't they come to Kearns County? I would like to see. I would like to see the truck series, especially, kind of dial back and not be, you know, at Daytona. Don't be at Michigan. Yeah, so many of the mile and a half. That's kind of knocking into like your K and N West series and stuff like that. That series is gone next year. Is it really? Well, I think Arca is taking over. I think Arca bought out. Right. Uh, or Na- NASCAR bought out ARCA. Right, but I don't think it's going to be... I don't think they're going to have an East and a West. I think they're going to have an ARCA national tour. And I'm not even sure it's going to be NASCAR sanctioned much longer. Is oh, the wow. rumor floating. I don't know how much any of that's true. I have Which no I, reliable I have, source for that. I've but. started to gain a lot more interest in the ARCA stuff. Just because it seems so much more realistic to our situations. And uh, like... It, for somebody like as a local guy you mean yeah or? you know okay. and it, it seems a little bit more relatable and i i can get behind it and you can see some talent from people and there are their conglomerate teams that are definitely bigger back you know what i mean and, and is it geo selzy i think in, yeah. in the he's, geo, no, he's, he's in the geo was dri- yeah geo was driving an arca car for mcnally okay okay yeah, yeah. K-N-N and arca is the same thing now now yeah it used to be oh, different okay. now yeah it's not. Yeah, yeah, but I I mean they even do their own dirt Quote stuff. Me, I don't like, really yeah. like I said I'm not a big yeah, yeah, asshole no, guy fine. so. They do their <laughs> own dirt stuff too. I mean they run at like Vegas uh, Vegas now and they've been running the Springfield Mile deal. I'd mm-hmm. like to see a truck race at Springfield. I think that'd be really cool. Uh, cool stuff. I can't yeah. believe they race modifies there, dude. Like UMP yeah. modifies there. It's just there. too bi- if you're going to go dirt, you got to stay like within racy. that range. And then because a mile same- dude, like I was watching the one with like Deegan and stuff like that when yeah. or they're just literally bumper to bumper exactly. along the guardrail. And <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, to that same regard, I would, I would be a hundred percent okay with seeing the you know a truck series race or something like that at a large three eights. You take a Dodge City Kansas, or you take. A, it, I think it has know. to their requirement on the NASCAR side of things because I I can't remember who I was talking to about. There, it. It's it all about the grandstand. Yeah, yeah, that's the what I It's all about the, the facility, you know, and, because yeah. you got to be able to be, bring in all the, that yeah. certain amount of people. Well, that's so, why they were saying Wil- Wilkesboro would have to go through a major. Yeah. And there's a lot involved. Well, so what but, happens is like so basically the tracks this is our pay expert right been now. around it a long time. Yeah. So what happens is basically like a track has to almost pay NASCAR to come there and then they reap the benefit of ticket sales and yeah. stuff. Yeah. But NASCAR has safety requirements. They have pit spot requirements. Yeah. Oh, they wow. have grandstand requirements. That's why they can't race at Irwindale and Kern because it's over technically over a half mile. They have to have safer barriers. Oh, really? They don't have safer but barriers. It, that doesn't seem to be an issue on dirt, obviously. Right. The right. speeds are down. And and You're that's kind of that gray area too that you get so into. Isn't so isn't that how we, the dirt we, side works though too, right? No, no. Like no. when you have a World of Outlaws, like say coming to Antioch or, um, or something think like they, that. I think they didn't previously, but I think that there's something to come of that after a couple of because the whole incident with yeah, yeah okay with Jason well, Johnson and for stuff. me, I, I guess that also seems to be another complaint too because when you watch the dirt racing with the NASCAR series is and all that. It, it gives that appeal of street stock racing. So yeah. if you really did too much more to the car to make it do what it's supposed to do on dirt, then then you run into, I guess, that situation of your speed. Are you going to need to put a safer barrier around a dirt track type of thing? I, I just think like some of those facilities out there, like I know firsthand Dodge City, Kansas, uh, that joint is a beautiful facility. It's a paved pit, much like Vegas. It's a big 3.8s very nice 
setup. I mean, it would probably be a perfect situation to house an event like that. And I think there's a lot around here. Like, I mean, you take Wheatland, Missouri, and and Lucas Oil and mm-hmm. all that stuff. Yeah, Lucas Oil facilities. I think a racetrack yeah. like that. It is a ha- is that a half mile? No, Lucas three eight. So, three eight. so yeah. a large yeah. a large it's three like eight you know, stuff yeah. like that. Port Royal. I've been hearing Texas throw, or Texas has a pretty Texas nice Motor Speedway. Too. I've been hearing that. I've heard Port Royal being thrown around. And, I, I just think. I think there's a lot out there for that, and you like could probably diversify it a little bit better. You're never going to get, like, a truck series, like, dirt race at, like, let's say, like, Hanford. It's going to have no, to no. be, like, a top-notch facility. Exactly. And I'm good with that. I, I just would like to see some of those smaller tracks. I mean, Boone would I think be that's wild. Too small. And Boone's Maybe, bringing in, yeah. uh, as we know, Boone's bringing in the national, yeah, the I World think, of Outlaws. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. I, I mean, there's there are, we can't get too far-fetched with it, but I would like to see some of that and on dirt and pavement there's a lot of other tracks like that where i, I think that's see. like you said that's the class to bring to dirt you know what i mean still i'm still not a I'm, the race i'll watch it i mean i'm not really going to be on my toes you know, about it but i think the people who have the biggest opinion and think it's so great are not dirt racers exactly I mean, yeah brent, brent enjoys it and i i gotta say i do as well i think there is good racing but when you're someone who doesn't really one and it's just like when we watch a racing movie i mean i'm sure all of us guys can pick apart a racing yeah. movie because we're racers 12 gearboxes and <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. and you're shifting I'm gonna go a million shift times to, yeah it's yeah. like it, you know you kind of got to check some of that out slower than this guy i just got to find another gear yeah <laughs> and, literally and so <laughs> but i just think i think with the cup series i don't know that we want to get into it right now but I just don't think the dirt stuff really fits for me. Yeah, we'll it get into that later. It doesn't know, exactly translate. More off-season yeah. talk. But, but I, I definitely I could get behind more nationwide and truck series trying sure. different things. Because I think the I think the trucks goes back to your whole idea of grassroots racing. That's what that's the like the breaking barrier from extreme grassroots to starting to get up into right. that national yeah. level. Yeah. That's that barrier, that like it's, transition barrier. Right. Guys, we got about 15 minutes left. Um, what? Let's just open it up. What? Uh, what stuff have we been going on, Joe? You went and you ran. You hung out in Merced for the USAC stuff. Rubbed a bunch of uh, elbows. Talked to a bunch of people. Yeah. About it. Um, How many people were talking about the podcast? Huh? I, I heard think we uh, had more about that in Vegas. I heard. Ricky I think, yeah. Yeah. I heard Ricky they, Stenhouse was like, "Yo, what's good with this podcast? <laughs> Are you the on the hammer guy?" Yeah, I heard <laughs> yeah, dude. He called me out. He's like, "Hey, man, no." But um, <laughs> I got to I got to run into Ricky Stenhouse um, for the first time. Get got a photo with him. He was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Obviously. Um. I kind of fan fanboyed over fucking Kyle Larson. The Lynn. one guy that's always Hater. on Facebook. Whoa, okay, look, no, look, 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 hold on, hold on. So, <laughs> the thing is, I like I like the guy. I just when I seen him when he gets in a late mob, bro, it's just like, bro, like you're you're, you're like, in my stomping. You're, now, yeah, yeah, I just I don't like him in a late model. I mean, <laughs> that's the just, same the same thing about us not liking Ricky in a modified. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think uh, it, it's I'm sure people don't like him on the sprint cars. 
on the sprint car side of things too. I I heard the posse, the Pennsylvania people. I heard they don't like them. Yeah, the freaking Larson. There was a Which sticker so that weird. I think, there was a sticker that Caitlin Larson posted on the, the other day on her story or something like that, and it was a '57 with a ginormous like cross through it and stuff like that. I was like, damn, these guys are all hard. <laughs> yeah, the PA posse is a dude. They are. You want to talk about loyalty, man? That PA posse, man, they are locked. How excited are all these guys that he's? gonna go back to cup though and everyone dude, they, i everyone think they did the like a little thing community. on flow racing about like how uh, like how do you feel about kyle larson going back to freaking nascar and all of them are like oh. careful because i don't want to sound like that dude the Chaz talking about how all the dirt racers are garbage <laughs> <laughs> save it for another time buddy but, um anything hey, else um, yeah. i kind of want to bring up something a little i guess a little bit serious but uh how do you feel about does car should car count determine your um payout mm. even if it even if it is a beginner class or mm. yes and no so like if your a mods aren't bringing if you're okay let's backtrack if your premier class which happens to be a mods in the scenario that we're referring to if your premier class is not bringing cars then that class no longer becomes your premier class regardless of cost to bring that car there but when you're talking about a five to ten car difference you're talking about 20 to 25 modified showing up and maybe 30 hobby stocks you are not by any means going to pay the hobby stocks more money on a weekly basis absolutely not like you're harsh truth you're yeah, not, not gonna and like and i said I mean, i'm just asking this really, question yeah. as just you so, know just coming out from and like a fan's perspective i i the I words totally nobody wants that. to hear yeah. because honestly and and i get it racetracks have been fun, built off of the backs of hobby stocks and this and that because absolutely. you have to have some of that but ultimately you brought it up not too long ago you don't want to go to like a cart club to watch the box stock race, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So, so I mean, really, what's putting those people in the stands is the modified names, the modified racing, and the hobby stocks. I mean, guys, I I'm speaking directly to you, and you're gonna burn my house down for this. Um, we do not seem to. Uh, you guys, everybody's going to get beer while you're racing. I, I'm sorry, like in the hobby stock classes you guys are going not a lot of people have the eyes on you and so it kind of sucks that way but i i think every now and then a special event race like a thousand to win here a mm-hmm. thousand to win there um 500 and plus i just don't see that a hobby stock race deserves 500 plus on a weekly show i i that it's just out of the realm nor do i even believe a sport mod race deserves much more than uh you know 500 to 600 plus a week Mm -hmm. to win i mean if if it's all relative like that i mean special shows are special shows you all get yours and uh if you can make it to one make it to one if not that is what it is but um that's kind of where i'm at and i'm sure we could spend more time on that and i probably said enough to get people pissed off and say you don't know shit or this or that but it's just the honest truth. I mean, unfortunately, you guys if you the, kind of the, the top class. Yeah, that's what it is. And like you said, if you kind of if and I've seen from like being in the pits and also now kind of being in this and like up in the stands too. Like, who's on the fence watching the races when modifieds are going? Everybody. Everybody. Everyone. Who's on the fence when the main event for the hobby stocks are going? Die hard. What are we doing? We're either helping somebody with their modified get set up or we're kind of like in our head on on social media or something then, or watching you know, another race but but to that respect also everybody seems to throw that throw around the whole uh comparative you know 
nature of each division. And I, I got to say, I completely disagree with everybody who sits there and says the hobby stock is a similar or a comparative to a sport mod. You're no. wrong. I mean, not this, this stock car style, thing, absolutely not. the stock car thing that has come around, it's been around forever, but the stock car is really picking up its legs here in mm -hmm. the West coast. So people are kind of seeing it more and it's really throwing a wrench in everyone's thought process. But then there, people seem to really be attacking the sport mod at this point. Just because you're really fast in a hobby stock doesn't mean anything when you get to sport mods. Yeah. It's night and day. 90% well, of the sport mods that we, or the stock hobby stocks that we I see mean, racing right now. there's a select few. There's but, a select few, yeah, yeah, But 90% yeah, yeah. of the hobby stocks we see racing from the area in concern are all Camaros. And there's nothing to relate from a Camaro to a sport mod. I'm sorry. So I want to get this. my house down. I want to <laughs> you're not you're, you're not in the same ballpark. I want to get this straight as in now we see the IMCA stock cars. Was that kind of something that was similar to before like we had when we had street stocks or, or super stocks or? Yeah. And, and that was the original street stock. The hobby stock thing is uh, back when this whole thing started, like me and my dad have gotten into this. I mean, you had two options, three, really. You had a street stock and you ran a street stock. And when you outgrew that and you felt like you couldn't do it, you had an option. You went dirt late model racing or you drove a sprint car. Yeah. And if you couldn't do either one of those, you stayed in a street stock. Then along came a period of time when a modified showed up and then everybody realized, oh, wow, the street stock guys have a step up and the late model guys who couldn't hit their ass or, mm -hmm. or could win a little bit more frequently could step down into a modified. It, it's... It's all relative, and everybody can kind of just. I, I just think there's too much um, bleed of classes. Yeah, that's uh, the, and everyone like you're saying like everyone gets their open show like everyone exactly like if the hobby stock gets a thousand to win open show that's rad, but like a modified open show like a modified open show probably should pay more than a thousand to win. Wow, we uh, just got some like breaking news. Sorry to like interrupt that, but yeah, wow, that's yeah, wow, that's uh, that's that's pretty tough right there. Um, we were just talking about Larson and the late models and stuff too. Yeah, just some. Uh, well, kind of gonna break some news here. This will come out on Monday, but it'll probably be out floating around by yeah, the time you, you'll if you hear this. But. Seen, uh, Rest in peace to Leroy Rumley. Um, super sad to hear that. Big icon in the dirt late model stuff. Huge. Um, Kyle Larson's car owner at the moment. Was for um, Davenport. Was for Davenport. Tim McCready. Um, our heart breaks for that. We hate to see any losses in the racing community. So uh, prayers up to him and his family and everybody involved. Yeah, that was that's crazy. Never would have. That was yeah. That's sudden. unexpected. We were literally just talking, and we were just talking about, about, about yeah. it. So, wow, that's a tough deal. So thoughts and prayers, and and the racing community stays strong on that. Joe's already firing away on it. So, well, to lighten the mood, what is this TC reptile problem we got going on? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I, that's a that's a song for another time. But <laughs> I mean, we could apparently that's that a problem. But realistically, the first time it kind of is, it, so. right? And so I guess I guess it's safe to say TC does have a little bit of a reptile problem. Um, <laughs> you know, I guess he can – technically, he did find his kryptonite. <laughs> Got it. Uh, I, I don't know. Wow. I mean, there's so much going on to it, but – 
Yeah. I don't know. Do, do we have anything else? We got I'm good, five I minutes. Think. I think we're almost there. Go ahead down to. So we heard also, too, 2021 payouts are going to be larger for, I've seen for some of the dirt late mile races and stuff I like that. I think we all pictured that because of COVID. Because of COVID, yeah. I'm believing, yeah. I think everything's going to get there, a little inflation. Um, well, also, like. Some I of think those guys do that shit for a living, though. So it's yeah. almost like they're. They're out on funds, so they got to make up something yeah. around the line. Also, I think, too, like, Dirt Late Models got a lot more recognition in the last couple of years than they have in the past, and I think that's bringing in sponsors. And then with the with the Dirt Vision, the online streaming and stuff, it's drawing an audience. You know, you used to not be able to watch the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday races, and it was hard to catch a Saturday race live that was on the other side of the country. Like, right. now you can watch every single World of Outlaw late model and race I, I think and every I saw, Lucas late model race. I think I saw that the World of Outlaws for the remainder of their season is going to be on NBC Sports. Yeah, for the winter, I believe. Yeah, it. for yeah. the remainder of the stuff now that all the other racing is kind of out of the way, which I think is cool. I think we should get back to that. I mean, it's a big ask. You know, you got uh, stations like uh, Mav TV that really promote a lot of dirt racing and short track racing. but Yeah. I wish we could get back to the days of like a speed channel type of thing where they really God. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. that's throwing it back. But Do I we, mean, it's does just... that mean we get the wind tunnel slot? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, I missed Dave Despain, that. We're coming for you, dude. Dave, <laughs> we got to get you on the podcast. Actually, dude, that would be right. We were just right there to have Dave Despain on. You know, yeah. I really think it, it's hard to ask to get dirt racing and more short track racing because not a lot of people get it unless you are a racer. And I mm-hmm. think right now. We're seeing such a big push because the racing community is kind of growing. It's almost like you got to kind of just let it run its course. You don't want to jump too fast and then have it flop. So, yeah, the worst know. thing you could do is get a dirt late model race live and it be a snooze fest. Yeah. Like, and, the, and the streaming service is really picked up. I mean, I think all that race streaming has mm-hmm. really done a lot for, especially in this time right now with the COVID and everything going on and you can't have fans, I think that's a really good opportunity for racetracks to get a little bit through streaming. And I know I try to promote and try to support as much as I can, even if you don't watch the stuff. Like, these guys are still trying to keep the doors open. So especially in fairgrounds, racetracks like our own, it's kind of tough. So you want to see that place stay open. Yeah. Well. Uh, On the way here, you know, I freaking commute. I drive to the studio here from Livermore, and the down Vasco sucks. I just want to say this. <laughs> like, I was stuck here. I was a couple minutes late, and I wanted to say I was stuck behind Horse Girl on the freeway. And no. I'm, calling, <laughs> I'm calling out all Horse Girls with your damn trailer. It was, thing was empty. Like, are we talking about the – they? what do you call them, Amish? Right, or, no. No. Wait, no, 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 I'm talking about legit like, like uh, horse girl, like, like a cow girl with just, like a trail, like you know, a horse trailer. Like one of them, oh, like, okay, my brain. Sorry and, for and anybody no, watching that. There's we no, have, we don't have Amish in California. There is no <laughs> livestock in this damn trailer, and she's going like 45. I'm like, yo, I fly down this thing on the way home from the racetrack. Just get out the way. And so, horse girl, if you're listening. Um, Doubt it. <laughs> like, subscribe, comment uh, <laughs> on the Hammer Podcast. Uh, guys, I think that's it. Show's over. We're done. Thank you yeah. to everybody who's tuned in and checked us out. Uh, check us out on our Facebook page. Like, subscribe, comment. Spotify, everywhere else you get your podcasts. We'll check in with you next week. Peace. We're out. Later. Later.